This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Good morning and welcome, friends. Today is a Tuesday, and we are ready to begin with a brand new operating system here, which means all of our software, everything, all the audio is run through a whole new system. So please bear with us as we try to make these things work. Let's take a look at the weather forecast. That works. For today, uh, we're going to get up to about 50 degrees or so, mostly cloudy skies, so kind of a mm, drab day. Uh, Tomorrow, warmer, much warmer, high 58, yet it comes along with some rain. Then we go back to sunshine and colder temperatures, high 43. And that's kind of the thing. When we get colder temperatures, it looks like we get sunny skies. And when it warms back up like it will on Saturday, we get rain again. Just how things are working as of now. Uh, let's take a look at traffic, see how things are moving so far this morning. Kathy is out again, so Marissa handles the duties. What's going on this morning, Marissa? Things are pretty good out there. There was an earlier accident on 309. That uh, off-ramp has been cleared and reopened. Uh, 55 northbound, we have some slowing that's in the Deptford area to the 42 freeway. And other than that, roads are good. This report is brought to you by Dash In. Try their new two-pack breakfast sliders made with Jimmy Dean sausage at your local Dash In. Limited time only. Visit Dash In. For participating locations. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Tuesday, November 29th. Kathy is out. I'll be handling the news duties. Good morning to you. We'll start with this. Police tracked suspects from a robbery at a South Jersey cell phone store to Philadelphia where three workers were taken into custody. Not workers, three were taken into custody. It all started around 9 p.m. Monday at a Verizon store on Route 73 in Voorhees Township. Police said that four men entered the store. They were armed, and they made off with thirty dollars to $40,000 worth of cash and electronics. Police say one of the stolen devices had a tracker on it, mm-hmm. and that helped authorities follow the suspect's car, which was a sedan with Florida plates. They tracked the sedan across state lines to Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia police raised their helicopter using infrared to help follow the suspects. And when the vehicle got to Northern Liberties, officers were able to box in the vehicle around 5th Street and Fairmount Avenue. Police say four suspects bailed out and three were caught. Police canines were brought in, but one suspect remains on the loose. No description has been released of the suspect. No injuries have been reported in the incident. It's pretty wild. They use the same uh, system now. A lot of the Apple stores will include a random tracker in some of the equipment they leave out on display. Right. And it is helping wow. catch these guys. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, there are a few more details in a grisly story out of Ben Salem. A 16-year-old allegedly confessed to a friend during a video chat on Instagram that he killed someone in Ben Salem. According to the police, the suspect identified as Joshua Cooper allegedly chatted via video with a 16-year-old female acquaintance on Friday and told her about the crime. That acquaintance has told police that Cooper flipped the video camera around and showed the feet of the 13-year-old victim (sighs) covered in blood. Cooper allegedly asked a friend to assist with disposing of the body. Well, the girl told her mother, who immediately called police. Officers went to Cooper's home at the top of the Ridge Trailer Park. And as they approached, they say a juvenile male, later identified as Cooper, ran out of the back of the trailer. The body of the victim, so far only identified as a juvenile female, was found on the floor of the bathroom with an apparent gunshot wound. Uh, Cooper was later found a short distance from the trailer park. According to an affidavit of probable cause, Cooper said, quote, it was an accident and that he was sorry he's going to jail for the rest of his life. The affidavit also states that during the interview uh, with Cooper's mother and police, Cooper claimed at one time that he was in a sexual relationship with the victim. 
Police say there was substantial evidence that someone tried to clean up the crime scene. Neighbors said they heard a gunshot but didn't think anything of it at the time. Cooper told investigators that he was cleaning out his dad's safe and sorting through the guns and ammunition before the 13-year-old girl was dropped off at his home. Cooper claims the girl went to the bathroom, and that's where detectives say she was killed. Cooper is taken to a juvenile detention center with no bail. He's facing several charges, including criminal homicide, possessing, uh, possessing instruments of a crime, and tampering or fabricating physical evidence. Uh, and finally, a story out of Philadelphia. Police say a young boy has been found safe after being taken in a stolen vehicle. It happened around 6.30 p.m. Monday near the intersection of 52nd and Chancellor Streets in West Philadelphia. The boy's father told police that he stopped at a restaurant where he delivers items. He left his Honda CRV running with the four-year-old child asleep in the car seat, and that's when investigators say a man jumped into the driver's seat and drove off. A witness started banging on the window, telling the suspect that a child was in the back. Police say the witness was able to help stop an 18-year-old male accomplice from jumping into the vehicle. Officers found the vehicle two hours after the theft in a parking lot at University Avenue and Curie Boulevard, which is about two miles from the initial scene. Suspect who stole the vehicle had fled the scene, but the child was found in his car seat unharmed. (laughs) Miraculous. Police believe it was a crime of opportunity and that the uh, man may not have known that a child was in the car. Uh, The 18-year-old who uh, was detained is cooperating with the police but could also face charges. Investigators are confident that they will find the person who stole the vehicle, but anyone with information is asked to call police at 215-686-TIPS. All right, sports this morning. Wait, what happened? Why the music stop? I don't know. <laughs> All right, Joe's in my ear over here. What's that, Joe? It's set to zero. It's set to zero. Set to zero. Okay. <laughs> this is our new right. system. Yeah. Man, we had it going. It was going. We had I it. Was already, I was already, man. <laughs> I, hit, I hit the button. I took my hands away. You want right. to take another swing at it? Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it gets reset. You're going to have to let me insert this, this real folks. quick. Okay. Right. So, well, so I don't I don't know why that mysteriously stopped. That was really weird. So. I think it reset to zero. Oh, it did? That's what Joe said, but... Do you know what that means? Not a clue. I no. don't either. It no. means in case he has to insert it again. Yeah. Okay. It has to be inserted again? Yeah. Yeah. In porn yeah. parlance. Yeah. Insert yeah. this here. Yeah. Well, this Put not it in the right hole. Yeah. It's not going to okay. hurt a bit here. All okay. right. So move that up. I'm going to move that. Wow, this is complicated. It really is, and it's pissing me off. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I think right. we that's, got it. That's yeah. set okay. at four right. minutes and 29 seconds. Quiet, everyone. All right. And in sports this morning. <laughs> This is a different music. Yeah, this uh, is like way more orchestral. Music. Ah, oh, so we're, so we're going for a different approach. Oh, we're now. high Very right now, bro. Yeah. All right, so the Sixers beat the Atlanta Hawks last night in South Philly. Joel Embiid scored seven of his 30 points in the final minute, including go-ahead shot with 18 seconds left to lead the Sixers past the Hawks 104 to 101. First game back from a sprained left foot. Embiid then made three of four free throws in the last few seconds to seal the whip. Uh, 
Sixers are on the road tomorrow night with a game in Cleveland against Cavaliers, and tip-off will be at 7. Uh, the Flyers, who have lost 10 games in a row, are at home tonight. They're going to host New York Islanders. I love it! Uh, no, let's hope not. Uh, Sunday and yesterday marked the first time since uh, early November that the Flyers had two days between games, so head coach John Tortorella put his club through a hard practice, and I... I feel bad for those oh, guys. Yeah. They better yeah. start playing well because we've talked to Coach a couple of times. I don't think he's going to put up with him. <laughs> nope. Uh, the puck is going to drop tonight at 7.30. And on Monday Night Football, Benny Snell Jr. ran for 62 yards, scored the go-ahead touchdown with 9.55 left as Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Colts 24-17 last night in Indianapolis and at the World Cup. The U.S. and Iran play the final game of the opening round for Group B today. The two teams face off uh, this afternoon at 2 p.m. as the Americans must win to advance to the knockout round. And that is what we have in sports for you yeah. this morning. So, all right, we almost made it out of that break unscathed, but <laughs> whatever, we're working on it. You know, that, that whole thing that we do in the morning, we we do that live. You know, we have a recording of it, but we feel it sounds better if we just do it live every oh, morning. You, you mean add the sound effects over all the that, music? Yeah, yeah that yeah, whole yeah. thing is, yeah, to perform that way. So yeah. it adds a little bit more complexity. Yes. Uh, well, I don't know if that... I don't, I think that was the issue. I don't know why. What? Any idea why that just stopped in the middle? Of, Joe, why did it stop? This is, by the way, Joe Bonadonna, yeah! uh, uh, IT department here. It's a technical thing. Basically, when the system came over, yeah, um, there's markers in there that say when's the beginning and the end. Yeah, somebody said it all the way at the end. Oh. Somebody said it that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're all learning the system together for I'm that particular element. For that particular, okay. Element. It all was right. probably me. Very I'm good. not going to lie. I, I, I haven't slept in like a month. So I yeah. know. I know. Our our IT our engineers have been spending a lot. This is what you don't see behind the scenes. These guys work really really hard in extra hours when something major like this happens, like a whole new operating system, not just for MMR. The cluster, all yes. of our sister stations as well. So it's a lot of work, and we appreciate uh, what these guys have put into it. Uh, and you're going to have little bumps along the way, and we're going to have more this morning. I guarantee you. How did Pierre's show go yesterday? Anybody know? Uh, apparently, yeah. went pretty well. Yeah. All right. Double thumbs up. Well, yeah. Well, if he can do, do it, it, we can for do it. For God's sake, we can do it. He all uses right. the same amount of fart effects as we do. Easily. And sometimes twice as much. Yeah. All right. So we have several things happening this morning uh, on top of this uh, brand new system that we have set up. Uh, we are going to have on the program today, as far as guests go, Steve O is stopping by. He's so cool. Be in our studio. The Bucket List Tour is happening. He's performing at the Keswick Theater tonight and uh, reached out, wanted to come by, and we're like, absolutely. So he's going to be by early, like an hour from now. Yeah. Uh, he's swinging by. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins is checking in. Uh, there's an event tonight called Fantasy Blitz. It's going to be at Xfinity Live, and it benefits Malcolm Jenkins Foundation. We're going to talk to him around 9 o'clock this morning as well. We have a meet and eat. Our friends from... Uh, Luma Nature at the Philadelphia Zoo are stopping in. So uh, we'll have, let me see, do we have giveaways? Yeah, we do yeah. have tickets to Luma Nature right. at Philadelphia Zoo, so you're going to want to stay for that. Also, Tattoo Tuesday is taking place, so if you're interested in getting a Preston and Steve show themed tattoo, $350 gift certificate, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Text word tattoo to 39333. We'll have your shot at winning. All right, with all that under our belt, we can take a quick break. Come back in a second. The entertainment report is coming up in just a moment. Stupid question, all that stuff. And I have a stack of stories to run by you. So hang in there. We're going to have a good time today on this Tuesday. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. 
Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Just been told that we are now going to get back into. Hang on, Casey got. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Listen, from my perspective, I'm not hearing any mistakes. It's flawless. It's crazy, it's flawless. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what happened. The first mistake. Why did your? Uh, whatever. You know what? Let's just do the. Let's do the show. I'll worry about this other stuff. All right. All right. We're, just we're rest not... assured, everybody listening right now, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we do, we don't have a song to play. Uh, we, you're gonna have to give me a second here. All right, jump. <laughs> okay, I just copy. Help us. <laughs> there we go. Black keys. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're gonna play this song. You know Pierre's gonna make fun of us. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. he has every right to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna play that wild child song right now. Then we're gonna come back. Love. Lesson question. Actually, it'll be this stupid question for you. Anyhow, Black Keys on MMR. Keys on 93.3 WMMR Wild Child Preston Steve Show. Good morning to you. Okay, now I don't know where my clock is. There it is. Oh, it's 6.29 a.m. There we go. I got to find all these new things on my screen in front of me. I could look way over here to the left, but I would have to turn my head. I don't want to do that and look at the clock on the wall. Uh, we welcome you to Tuesday morning, friend. Tattoo Tuesday. Text word tattoo to 39333. We have your opportunity to win the Preston Steve Show theme tattoo. Let's get on that, shall we? Um, we have Kathy out again today, so why don't we take a look at traffic and see how things are moving so far. Marissa Magnata, what do you have for us? 76 westbound, we have a crash. There's a vehicle fire. The left lane is blocked. Like I said, it's 76 westbound at the South Street exit. Uh, traffic is stopped back to Bear Avenue. 76 eastbound between Vine and University, we have a jam traffic. 95 southbound, Cotman to Bridge. And in New Jersey, we're jammed on the 55 Northbound route from Deptford to the 42 Freeway. The traffic report is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save at Whole Foods Market. Prepared foods at hot 18-inch pizzas are $10 each through November 29th. Just for Prime members while supplies last. Shop in-store or online. Terms apply. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Thank you very much, Marissa. If you're just tuning in, we have a new operating system that we are using this morning. So some bumps in the road, but a beautiful sunrise as we're getting started. The sky looks gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So we have that going for us. But but you're going to hear some interesting things along the way. It's just what happens when you get a whole new system and you're actually breaking it in for the first time. So... Bear with us, folks. Uh, and also the fact that I didn't get a stupid question ready. Oh, oh, you know, I was looking for Do you have one? I do, yeah. This, Excellent. I, I found this interesting. Uh, the Antoinette Perry Award for Excellence is better known as what? Wow. Yeah, and the, it's something that you know. The Antoinette Perry Award for Excellence. Antoinette is, Perry Award for yeah, Excellence. Is better known for something, uh, a much more common name. Okay. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. We'll go through birthdays, and it's a pretty thick list today on Tuesday, the 29th day of November. 
We'll begin with Anna Ferris, who turns 46 years old today. She was on the series Mom and yeah. kind of walked away. And when she walked away, she'd done like seven years of the series, yeah. but... Uh, they uh, they kind of lost steam, and that was that. But she she has a very successful podcast. Do you guys remember years ago we had a text conversation between her and Chris Pratt? Yes. They like sent a photo of, a bat. of their bat. Yeah, yes. yeah. We yeah. were talking to her. We spoke she... to her and found out that they had a mounted bat, a a taxidermied bat. And we said, well, we need to see a picture of that. And they eventually sent it. She we had to shame them, but yeah. they sent it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I stumbled across that. Uh, I love her. She's just lovely. Uh, she's 46 today. Jonathan Knight, who is in New Kids on the Block. Yeah. Mm. Was he the youngest, Marissa? No, that was Joey. Joey, that's yes. it. Oh, Jonathan Knight was like the lead singer dude, right? Um, They, they all share. They all had their solos. Yeah, but there was one guy that sang. Was he was Jordan a smart Knight. one. Jordan, Jordan Knight. Jordan yeah. Knight. Then I don't know who this buffoon <laughs> is. Uh, he's basically kid got in the band because his older brother's in the band. <laughs> he's 54 today. Uh, Steve Susie Chaffee. Susie Chaffee. Yep. used to do chapstick commercials. In fact, Preston, I sometimes call her Susie Chapstick. Well, that was her name in the ads, Susie Chapstick. She was an Olympic skier. She's 76 Word today. was she had um, bedded down with Senator Ted Kennedy at one point. No kidding. Yes. Oh. That was the rumor. Good Never uh, validated, but she's, that was a rumor. She was very purdy. Yeah. Uh, Don Cheadle. Yes. Uh, the actor is uh, 58. One of the five there. families? Um, <laughs> oh, no, no. The actor. No, not yeah, yeah, Don. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not as in head of. One of, no, he's uh, War Machine. He's got his own series coming out, right? Yes. Disney Plus series called uh, Armor Wars and uh, featuring James Rohde. He is, uh, he's got a reputation for being difficult, I've heard. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> it's weird. That role seems sort of cursed because you had, uh, you know, Terrence. Um, yeah, Howard. Howard. And, and he's and, got that rep. Yeah. Right. Uh, Maybe that's suitable when your name is War Machine. The interview with uh, with uh, when Kevin Hart is talking to Don Cheadle and he realizes how old he is and he kind of reacts to it, Don Cheadle did not like that at all. He's like, "You're how old are you? Uh, anyway. How uh, old is he? Uh, I mean, he's like 55 or something like that's that. It's his birthday today, right? Uh, yeah, you know what? I guess I could look right there. <laughs> yeah. He's 58 years there old. There we go. Thank, thank you. If only I had a source, a definitive source of age. In this birthday segment. And it says it right next to his name. Let's just be nice to each other today. Oh, my God. That's Kim Delaney, uh, formerly of NYPD Blue. Uh, she is 61. Philly girl. Yep, Philly gal, correct. Uh, Andrew McCarthy shot a movie in Philly. He's 60. <laughs> Mannequin, we had him here talk, talked extinctively, uh, exclusive. no, Extensively, about exculpatorily, yeah. exculpatorily, whatever. You know, he is actually uh, he. Because of him, we circuitously met um, Gallo. The Gallo, uh, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Ashley Marie Gallo, yes, uh, who is uh, in our calendar for those who may not know the name. Uh, and she does a wonderful eyebrow. Uh, she has her own. Replacement. Absolutely, my wife went and loved it. Uh, AMG eyebrows. Or I think that's something it. Up. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah. Andrew McCarthy's 60 day. Howie Mandel has yes. his birthday as well. Uh, he turns 67. He was uh, St. Elsewhere, right, for a while? Yeah. And uh, the, the first time Preston came on the scene, he w- everyone knew him as the guy who put the uh, the glove, the inflatable Surgical glove, over his face yeah. Yeah. and inflated yeah. it. And he d- did goofy voices. Yeah. And was a really kinetic uh, live comedian. Germaphobe. 67 today. Gina Lee Nolan, who was on Baywatch. Oh, yeah. Uh, she turned oh, yeah. 51 today. <laughs> she could be your regular Saturday night. Uh-huh. Thank you. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. There is, she has a celebrity sex video. It is her. Really? Uh, yes, you can do a search on it. Uh, I, uh, yeah, but uh, you know what? 
it's something that obviously she didn't want to get out, so uh, you you should be reticent to go do that. Uh, Diane Ladd, who is Laura Dern's mother, by the way. Yes, Bing Dirty Dern. Ding Dirty Dern. Uh, but movies like Wild at Heart and Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Uh, she is 87 years old today. Uh, Kathy Moriarty, you remember from uh, Raging Bull. She was like 17 when she did Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. But she, and she's great at it. A uh, movie I love, she's in a soap dish. She's fantastic Her in character. soap dish, and she's fantastic in a movie called Neighbors. Uh, yes. Yeah. With Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. So, I forgot about that. She was Dan, Aykroyd's wife. Right. Yeah. And Aykroyd basically plays the role you would assume Belushi would play. Yeah. Uh, she is 62 today. Oh, it's Tom Sizemore's oh. birthday today. Tom Sizemore turns 61 years old. I wonder what his life is like now. Uh, you it, just don't hear about him anymore. And you know what? I have no idea if he is still working or if he's working infrequently. It, or he was on It's it. Always Sunny, an episode. He's really? done. He's He's got some new movies coming out. The word is he's gotten his act together, I but so. he's, it's not like what it was when he was, you know, in Private Ryan and all these movies. And by the way, he was always great in oh those movies. He was fantastic. Yeah. I loved him in, in Saving Private Ryan. He's one of those guys at nowadays, Preston, he's working a lot. He does any project that comes his way okay. uh, to get a paycheck. So he has like six or seven on uh, IMDb here that don't even have a release date yet because they're just being, they're in production somewhere. Here, here's a character he's filming for Mob Humor 2022 and he plays DUI Louis Ha Ha. <laughs> DUI yeah. Louis Ha Ha. So that's from right. the Shakespeare, clearly. Yeah. He brings the haha. He's 61 today. And the DUI. And then the final birthday, uh, actor Lucas Black. And you know him as the kid in Sling Blade. Yes. And he's also had a a long run on NCIS New Orleans. He was also Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Uh, Jarhead Legion, he's he's had a decent career. Of the Drift movies, Tokyo Drift is probably my favorite. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, he is celebrating his 40th birthday today, so happy birthday to Lucas Black. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Nick, can you rephrase that for me, Yes, please? what award is better known as, what award is better known as the Antoinette Perry Award for Excellence? Antoinette Perry Award for Lex Excellence. We're going to go to Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, so Melissa, do you know the answer? Which award we are referring to? Yes, it's the Tony Award. She's right. That's it. Hang on, Melissa. Set you up with a four-pack of Six Flags tickets. And you can ring in the holidays Six Flags in the park with more than a million glittering lights, dazzling holiday entertainment, and thrilling rides. Plus, don't miss a new holiday market with Tasty Eats and more. Open select dates through January 1st. The reason I looked that up is that uh, you guys posted a really cool video yesterday of uh, wishing uh, Michael Giacchino best luck in the Grammy nomination. He's actually won a Grammy already. Yeah. Michael is a Tony away from an EGOT. Yes. The only, the he's only one he flirting with that. Yeah, he's won an Oscar for Up. He won a, uh, an Emmy for Lost. He won a Grammy for Up as well for the soundtrack. Wow. He does not have a Tony yet, but uh, he's won away. All right, let's get to work, Mr. Giacchino. <laughs> All right. So uh, let me go through some stories for you. We'll start with this. Laughter appears to be the best medicine for Jay Leno two weeks after suffering the serious burns and that fuel fire. Uh, the 72-year-old comedian returned to the stage on Sunday for a performance at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, California. <laughs> That's actually where he would, believe it or not, 
he would try out uh, monologue material. This is his haunt. That's where yeah. he always does stand-up. Yep. Uh, Leno joked to reporters saying, I never thought of myself as a roast comic before. Don't get me enough. Said we have two shows tonight, regular and extra crispy. Uh, he said, I feel good. Thank you, guys. Do we have a, a clip of him? That's what you just said. And you probably said it better than he did. Uh, so Leno's show on Sunday night was sold out. Um, Kudos for him, man. I'm, I'm sure there's... Yeah. Uh, he had skin grafts. I'm sure he's still in a bit of pain, but the fact that he's out there and doing it yeah. is pretty amazing. Uh, he performed for more than an hour. Uh, a club goer said uh, he looked great, had a lot of stamina, and another said that uh, Leno was full of energy during his stand-up set and uh, told joke after joke after joke. And he's just, he's a stand-up guy. He's always been, that's his first thing, and he's great at it. Loves it. The funny thing is, is that over the years, he used to be the really cutting-edge comic. He'd be, when he and Letterman were friends, he'd be the guy who'd come on and sort of be, you know, this is my beef. I'm going to, I have a beef about this. And he would, his material was always pretty on the edge. No kidding. Yeah, but he's now kind of a, in the middle of the road. Yeah. yeah but he had to be to be the host of The Tonight sure. Show. Yeah, most definitely. And it uh, worked out great for him. Uh, Kim Kardashian says she is reevaluating her relationship with uh, Balenciaga. Oh, really? Uh, following online backlash from a recent campaign by the Fashion House. So she said that she was shaken by disturbing images used in the campaign, which showed two young children holding teddy bears dressed in bondage clothing. Uh, the images, which emerged several days ago, have since been taken down by Valenciaga, with the company apologizing for offense caused in its own Instagram story post. And apparently they're suing the photographer who put the oh, photo really? shoot together. Yes. Okay, the ads appeared to show the two young girls, uh, both holding the stuffed animals, which were dressed in leather and netted clothing and surrounded by an assortment of other items. Mm. One photo also showed what appeared to be an excerpt from unsettling U.S. Supreme Court documents. Uh, Kardashian said that she had remained silent in the days since the campaign was first posted online because she wanted to speak with the brand to, quote, understand for myself how this could have happened. She said, I've been quiet for the past few days, not because I haven't had because I haven't been disgusted and outraged by the recent Balenciaga campaigns, but because I wanted an opportunity to speak to their team to understand myself how this could have happened. As a mother of four, I've been shaken by the disturbing images. The safety of our children must be held with the highest regard, and any attempts to normalize child abuse of any kind should have no place in our society, period. Uh, yeah, now, I haven't seen the pictures, so I don't really know. I could. That doesn't look like child abuse to me, this one picture we're looking at. I but... could see how, out of context, it looks like a goth teddy bear. Right. But once you look at both of them together... It's a little, it's salacious. So she's standing there and on the table in front of her is this Supreme Court document about about child porn. About women's rights and child porn. Oh, really? No. Okay. Oh, is it really? Oh, I don't know. Yes. On the the, the coffee table in front of her. Okay. That's cut off in the photo. I'm just seeing like a netted dress Mm -hmm. on the teddy bear. She said, in speaking with them, I believe they understand the seriousness of the issue then uh, and will take the necessary measures for this to never happen again. As for my future with uh, Balenciaga... I'm currently reevaluating my relationship with the band, uh, basing it off of their willingness to accept accountability for something that should have never happened to begin with and the actions I'm expecting to see them to uh, take to protect children. Thank you. Uh, she recently walked her first Paris couture show with the brand, by the way, describing it as a dream come true. Mm. Uh, but in its own Instagram story, they collabed. Balenciaga wrote, uh, we sincerely apologize for any offense on our holiday campaign may have caused our plush bear bags 
uh, should not have been featured with children in this campaign. We have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. So those are uh, the, the actual bears or the bags? I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. it looks like it has a, a pocketbook-type strap on the top of it. Uh, appearing to refer to the document excerpts, it added, uh, we apologize for displaying unsettling documents in our campaign. So there'll be a follow-up to that, I'm sure, mm-hmm. of it down the road a bit. Uh, in an interview with Apple Music, Jennifer Lopez opened up about the aftermath of her breakup with Ben Affleck in the early 2000s and how unbelievable it is they are back together. It's amazing. She said, it was so painful after we broke up. Once we called off that wedding 20 years ago, it was the biggest heartbreak of my life, and I honestly felt like I was going to die. She said, it sent me on a spiral for the next 18 years where I couldn't get it right. But now, 20 years later, it does have a happy ending. That was got a happy ending. Oh, it's got a happy yes. ending. Yeah. Uh, she said, it's the most would never happen in Hollywood ending. <laughs> they would Tell be. Me, are you happy? <laughs> you will be. <laughs> By the way, this is uh, Salisbury Hill coming at you. <laughs> Batman in the morning. Oh, my God. It's Batman in the morning. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We got some great giveaways coming up later on. <laughs> Tell me, do you like to win things? You will. <laughs> If you're the 11th caller. <laughs> and then they have a, a section called the Bat Cave yeah. where they, they sit yeah. down and get real about stuff. Absolutely. And, yeah. <laughs> this whole Balenciaga thing, really. Uh, she said uh, they would be like, that would never happen. So we're not going to write that because nobody would believe it uh, ending, she said. That seems good. Listen, as, as, as um, surface as Hollywood is, everyone roots for love being... Captured again? When was she with Mark Anthony? How? What? What years was that? In, was that Ben? That was and during then Mark the Roman Anthony? Empire. Post. Oh no, you're talking. About, yeah, yeah uh, it was post. It was post their breakup. Yes, post Ben, because she had the kids with him. Yeah. Okay. All right. After and Jenny so, on the block, you have a special affinity for Mark Anthony because he designs his, all the clothing you wear. His Coles <laughs> line. I'm telling you. Is it still <laughs> out nice there? clothing? I don't know. I haven't shopped there. Okay. In a while. Damn it, Lauren um, Conrad's still there. That's her signature line. Yeah, I'm trying line. to think of what else is there. Well, yeah. she was married to Mark Anthony for ten years. So they were so wow. it was yeah. 2004 to 2014. Get um, some Rugrats. Yeah, ten years, man. Ten. All right, I have a... Before that was uh, that Chris Judd guy. Oh yeah, the dancer. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. god. All right, I have a clip to go along with this particular story. In okay. anticipation of the release of his new film, Emancipation, Will Smith told Entertainment Weekly that he's losing sleep. Thinking how the film will be received, he's concerned that his behavior at this year's Oscars will affect some turnout. So let's uh, play a little bit and see what he has to say. Here we go. You know, I, I completely understand that. If someone is not ready, I would absolutely respect that and allow them their space to not be ready. My deepest concern is uh, my team. My deepest hope is that my actions don't penalize my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll allow you the space if yeah. you want, but then I'll smack the hell um, I will smack the piss out of you. Yeah. Uh, he said, I definitely, it's good that he will allow us to have feelings. Uh, he, he, said, he said, I definitely lose a couple of weeks of sleep every night thinking that I could have potentially penalized my team, uh, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that everyone gets to see in the light that they deserve. Yeah! So, Emancipation is scheduled to reach select theaters on December 2nd and will stream on Apple TV Plus beginning on December 9th. So, it's coming up soon. Uh, George Takei 
is not holding back when it comes to his beef with William Shatner. This is dragged on forever. Uh, the pair were co-stars, of course, on Star Trek in the 1960s, and they've been in a public feud for years. And in a recent interview with The Guardian, Kay was asked if uh, cast members from the original series were friends. He said, yes, 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 except for one who was a prima donna. But the rest of us shared a great camaraderie. Uh, he said none of us were friends with William Shatner. He said he was self-involved. He enjoyed being the center of attention. He wanted everyone to bow down to him. <laughs> so I get that this has been the long thing. But I also bet that there's there's been some give and take. Because apparently he had a good relationship with Leonard Nimoy, even though they both got into it now and then. Right. So, And he was the captain. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but he was also an actor. Yeah, I mean, an actor. You know, yeah, but whatever. You know, it's just it's part all of these years. Who William Shatner is? Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, of course, is writing a past wrong. The fifty-year-old Black Adam vi- actor visited his childhood Seven Eleven in Hawaii over the weekend <laughs> uh, to pay back the business after a year of uh, stealing Snickers candy bars as a kid. So he like used to do this regularly, and he stole the big ones. By the um, way, yeah. So we're gonna we have a clip of this yeah. as well, Casey. If you could set me up with that. Uh, yep, got uh, it. So let's roll that and see what he had to say about this. Here we go. I have been waiting decades to do what I'm getting ready to do now. Hey, where's your Snickers? When I was 14 years old, every day I used to stop here at this 7-Eleven and steal a king-size Snicker bar because I couldn't afford to buy one. That was my pre-workout food. I did that for almost a year every day. I had to come back and buy every Snickers bar on those shelves. So he he bought up shelves of the candy and uh, paid for waiting customers' orders before leaving a large bag of the treats on the counter. He said, I'm going to leave these here. If someone looks like they're stealing Snickers, give them these and then they won't steal. Uh, the father of three discussed his good deed afterwards, saying after decades of me wanting to come back home to 7-Eleven and try to make good, that felt really, really good. Uh, in the caption of his post, Johnson noted that, quote, "Damn, the damn chocolate demon has been gnawing at him for decades. Uh, he described himself as a broke-as-hell kid and noted that the same clerk was at the store every day when he'd steal the candy and never busted him. He wrote, at least I could do, considering all the S I used to steal from here, we can't change the past and some of the dumb stuff we may have done, but every once in a while, we can add a little redeeming grace note to that situation and maybe put a big smile on some stranger's face. The funny thing is, is his dad was a, a successful wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. A, a celebrity. Yeah. So are you saying his as uh, being broke as hell? I think thing? he's a filthy liar. Yeah. I don't know at how old he was at that time and, yeah. and if the whole family was living there or what the story was. But uh, Snickers aren't good, though. He claims uh, they're my favorite candy yeah. bar person. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson and Emily Ratajkowski enjoyed <laughs> a Knicks game together on Sunday. I saw that. What the hell's going on? It's at Madison Square Garden. And uh, they made their public debut. I like big balls. Wait, what? After the news <laughs> spread that uh, they were dating. Oh. <laughs> uh, photos of the pair smiling and sitting courtside were shared on the official New York Knicks Instagram page. She, I think this is probably the first time I've ever seen her register any indication of human emotion. Oh, really? Yeah, the smile. I've, n- I've never seen her smile. She's one of those models who always looks like... She wants to be somewhere else. Well, there are some models who don't like their smile. Yes. Like they don't like the way their mouth looks or their she teeth. She actually has a good smile. And sometimes, if you, and some celebrities are that way too. If you go uh, and you, you pull up uh, images of yes. any, any particular um, celebrity, and if you see photo after photo after photo of them not 
showing their teeth. Yeah. They don't like their smile. You know who whatever reason. smiles all the time? Paige Brannick. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's a great smile. Yes. I like to see the smile. There's a lot to like. There. Show me the smile. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Uh, on Monday, Kylie Jenner shared a carousel of photos to Instagram, including one of her sitting on uh, grass with her nine-month-old son. This is me. Sitting on grass. Whom she shares with Travis Scott. Uh, this comes less than a week after she confirmed on an episode of The Kardashians that his name is still Wolf. Are those... <laughs> Are those uh, new episodes still airing on Hulu? Are they? Are we still in a Kardashian season? Or I have no idea. Right. I'm sure that it will go on forever. I just don't know where they are currently you know, in they, the season. What happens is that they live their lives, they make news, and then there you see those episodes depicting those moments that we've now been apprised of. Right, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. And it's a, it's a circle of hell. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Uh, in an interview with Entertainment Tonight, John and Kate Plus 8 star Colin Goslin commented on his estranged relationship with his mother, Kate. Uh, he's, I think he's 18 now. Is he the one that's living with dad? Um, I'm not sure yeah. where he's living. He said, I want to believe that it was because of TV and what being in the public eye does to a family. And I think it tore us apart. I said it gave us less time to actually be together as a family. Remember when that show was all the frigging rage? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was like maybe one of a handful of shows. And what was the other one with the super extended family? They're all pedophiles um, now? The Duggars. The Duggars. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, um, an Octomom. Mm. An Octomom. Mm-hmm. And then what was the one with the Little People Big World? And those well, are still, still on. on. Yeah. Yeah. This is a new version of it. Oh, there's little people, L.A. But, and this, I, yeah. but, but this predates all. This yes. predates little people. By a world. long time. Uh, so uh, he shared that Kate's decision to enroll him in a program in 2016 also affected where their relationship stands today. He said, after being there, I didn't have a relationship with her. Uh, even before being there, I don't think we have much of a relationship. And I think that <laughs> just kept tearing it even more down. It's got to suck, especially you were you did not ask for this, you know. Yeah, they didn't uh, have a choice in the matter. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, their parents wanted to be reality stars. They became reality stars. And then the, the cameras were focused on the kids all the time. Yeah. It wasn't really their choice. Yep. And I remember uh, John was beat up pretty bad on the show. He was. Uh, but... But she, uh, uh, Kate... She had the banshee reputation. Yeah, she was kind of like... She had that Karen thing yeah, going on. Yeah, she did. And uh, Karen's existed. I think John is now, like, lives in a shed or something out in West In a shed? Something, right? He was... DJing at like Applebee's for a little while. Right, that was yeah. a while yeah. back. But, yeah. Trying yeah. to move on. If you can score an Applebee's DJing gig, you got to be doing pretty well. Yeah, well, that's a whole new you know, neighborhood. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, feeling good in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, Heather Ray L. Masau. Uh, Malsa, sorry, uh, spoke with today about what co-parenting was initially like with her husband, uh, Tarek L. Malsa, uh, his ex-wife, Christina Hall, of course. Oh. Um, so she said, I felt like I was always second, and no one ever made me feel that way, but I think when you're a significant <laughs> other, had such a long relationship with a previous spouse, and a lot of love, yeah, and man. it was a very public divorce, she said, you're coming into it, and you fall in love with each other, but you're always kind of the ex. It's for the purest reasons, but it never works out. You always kind of think of the ex. Um, they share two children, Taylor and Brayden. Um, you ever, were you ever involved with someone who still had feelings for the former boyfriend? Probably, but yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, she ended up with the former boyfriend. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It was go. one of those things where I was like, well, she's not returning oh, I, I remember calls being and... the person who was in a relationship with someone, but still... Yeah. Uh, pining for someone pining else? For someone else, absolutely. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that happened uh, a couple times. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, Richard Lewis confirmed today he will be back on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah! Nice. Uh, it'll be for the 12th season on HBO. Uh, he said, I'm back shooting Curb. He tweeted this out yesterday. He said, I'm a lucky cat to be with my oldest pal who just so happens to be a genius. Don't tell him I called him that or he'll mock me to my grave. It's funny to watch him make Larry laugh because he does all the time. And, and Larry, you know, is, and when they'll do outtakes or whatever, Larry cracks up at Richard's stuff. I was watching the one clip and he he, he breaks up Larry David. <laughs> uh, there is a friend of Larry David's in the series who's taken a vow of silence. And he comes. <laughs> do you remember that episode? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there. Larry David is trying to keep it together, but Richard Lewis just keeps obviously improving these things that are catching him off guard. It's hilarious. He made fun of me on air one time when he came in to visit, and it's just like one of the highlights of my life. I asked a stupid question, and he he just beat up on me afterwards. It was so terrific. I love that guy. Who who were we talking to that said they played golf with Larry David and said he was not a fun guy to play golf with? Is that... uh, I don't don't remember that. It wasn't uh, Richard Kind, It might have been Richard Kind. Yeah, or, or Hurley? Oh, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they're all, they run in those circles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lewis, who has recurred on Curb as a fictionalized version of himself since the series started in 2000, appeared only once during uh, last season uh, due to health issues. He was recuperating from several surgeries on his back and shoulder. Yeah, I saw some, there was a picture of him, I think it was on Instagram, and he, I would have bet he was not long for this world in that photograph. So it's good to hear he's back on yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm. He didn't say how many episodes he's going to shoot. Uh, but no, I'm going to so, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm like halfway in this conversation. No, you got I'm building so many things here with this new audience. I see you working system. hard over while, there. While we yeah. are conducting I'm the gonna show, shoot. Casey is I'm going to shoot. Is trying to work on a new automated system here. So like so I'm he's like, doing work, so he's not really paying attention to what then, we're doing. And I just said how many episodes he'll shoot. I'm going to shoot. And that made so it to Casey's brain. That went that right into my brain. Sorry guys. <laughs> It was so delightfully innocent that that made you laugh. I'm oh, shoot. my goodness. Okay. Sorry about that. Couldn't help himself. <laughs> it's funny to hear people shoot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's an update for you. Aaron Taylor Johnson is reportedly the top choice to fill Daniel Craig's shoes as the new James Bond. I am down with this. Yeah. Uh, I, sources. He, it's funny because, um, like in the, in the Godzilla movie... Um, the, you know, the recent uh, you know trilogy, uh, he was really good. He's he's jacked. He looks good. It's funny that the guy I say I think I sent you the email press to the Kick Ass is going to be James Bond. He's the guy who played Kick Ass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he apparently he spoke to some sources. Spoke to the Sun, saying the Bullet Train and Avengers: Age of Ultron star. Uh, had a secret audition at Pinewood Studios and impressed mm-hmm. Barbara uh, Bercoli, who uh, runs the franchise. By the way, who was he in Age of Ultron? Uh, he was the uh, the speedster. He was um oh yeah, yeah. Quicksilver. 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 That's right. Uh, he, oh, didn't spoiler alert. He gets killed. Uh, Aaron went. Uh, the source said Aaron went for a screen test to be the next Bond in September. And producers and Barbara loved him. Uh, there's been a ton of speculation about who the next James Bond will be with names like Tom Hardy, uh, Henry Cable, uh, Idris Elba. I would love to see Idris Elba as Bond. I think he would be badass. I just His voice, everything. Uh, and James Norton, what would you think about him? I, uh, he would be great. 
I my issue is always with Idris Elba. Yeah, I think give Idris Elba his own series. I would hate to be a, have a guy who's that competent and that great and could command his own series, always being labeled the Black James Bond. You know, and I think that's kind of a, a bad thing to the say. Black James Bond. Yeah, that's what they would call him. Well, that'd just be James Bond, but I, no, I think but- he'd be badass. Uh, you don't you don't think they would make mention a oh, lot of maybe, that? Maybe, but not to me. But I mean, I don't, no, they, I don't think you'd throw a label on him like that. But oh, I guarantee they throw a label on him like that. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. he could have a great career as it. Uh, back in 2021, Page Six reported that uh, Bridgerton's Regé Jean Page was favored to take over, but sources say uh, they were talking about him. But Bond producers are not making any decisions till after No Time to Die was released. <clears throat> also, voting on Daniel uh, Craig's big finale, but Henry Cavill was is still in the running. Here's, I think he's too Superman. You know what I mean? He'd have to first off. He'd have to trim down. He's yeah. very buff. I think he'd be great. But also with uh, this selection, they want someone who's younger. Okay. So Daniel so they can Craig, run with it for a while. So they can run with it for a while. Okay. So Daniel Craig came into the role at a younger age and aged out. I think the uh, Roger Moore was the oldest actor playing Bond when he left the series. I think he was in his late fifties. I think uh, Cable and uh, Idris Elba are both so well known too. Like this guy's a little bit less known, and that I think that, that would just help allow him to work his way into the Bond role and then become known. Uh, come to known as Bond. <laughs> He's a worldly known good guy. Right. <laughs> Idris Albert needs his own like, series. The guy's super talented. He's a guy, if he's in a movie. I, did you see the movie about the um, the, the lion that he did? I did it's not. It's kind of like a monster movie. I want to see it. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. And it's the reason why it works is because he sells it. Okay. Yeah. It's available, I guess, either like to stream or purchase right now. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson reportedly uh, is the lead running, so we'll see what they end up doing with that. Uh, time for a couple more quick things here. Okay, so a trailer came out on Sunday, Paramount Plus, uh, for Yellowstone, the prequel, 1923. Uh, and you can see Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford play Kara and Jacob Dutton during the early 20th century. It's pretty wild. When pandemics, historic drought, the end of Prohibition, and the Great Depression all plague the Mountain West, as was described by the streaming platform. There is a James Bond in this series, Timothy Dalton. Uh, oh, really? Yes. He popped up in The Crown uh, yeah, yeah, as a character, which yeah. I thought was pretty awesome. It was really cool to see He's him. a really good actor. I like that guy. He had two Bonds. Yeah. Uh, then we have um, the Hollywood Reporter saying that Scarlett Johansson's going to play her f- first lead role on a TV show, and it will be on Amazon Prime's Just Cause. Uh, the series is based on the 1992 novel by John Katzenbach, and it has been previously made into a film in 1995 and was one of Johansson's first film roles. Uh, she starred as Sean Connery's daughter in that movie. You start my daughter. Yeah. Junior. Junior. She called Where's junior. my daughter? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know that. Rug rat. Wow. Uh, you know, it's funny because you look at the uh, the state of the box office for this Thanksgiving season, which would normally be right. huge. Uh, the, the movie theaters and the movie industry is struggling because even the big movies that they were counting on are not delivering. Right. So they're trying to figure out. And the, honestly, the really good stuff is what you're seeing on the streaming services, on yeah. Netflix and Amazon Prime and Apple. Yep. And all they're, they're all doing the really good stuff. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, one last thing. Uh, then we'll do the clips. Uh, after someone noticed a discrepancy between uh, Tanakh Huerta's bulge in the trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever in the movie... 
Uh, Huerta cleared things up with Rolling Stone, saying, the only thing I can say is... The original was the photo on the right. He said in the right um, without the bulge. So they uh, they did they bulgeize ne- Neymar? Yeah, I think so. So the original uh, is the actor said it. No, I mean he said I'm not going to lie to people. Every man in the world, we have fragile masculinity, but uh-huh. not in that issue. Uh, he confirmed that his bulge was not edited out. Uh, he said, I will say the right one, the real one, is the photo on the right in the original. I love the way uh, Namor looked. The, the Submariner was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Also, because he was always pissed off. Right. Was uh, is he depicted that way in uh, Wakanda Forever? Case? Yeah, I mean, they're you're trying to make him sympathetic as well, right. and so because he does become a reluctant hero. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So he's not he's not your classic nemesis. Right. He's a good villain because yeah, you, you can see his side to things. Right. right. Yeah. All right, we are now ready to play the clips. Do we have a sound effect for this? Yes, we do. Yeah, it's on a different system, so we're good there. Okay, so we're going to start with this one. Sylvester Stallone plays a New York Mafia capo in his new series, Tulsa King. Mm-hmm. Here he talks about why he didn't get a role in The Godfather when he auditioned years ago. And I see this uh, small woman. I go, what? what do you think? He goes, you don't look Italian enough. I go, excuse me? I look more Italian than half these people standing in line. He goes, nah, we're looking for people to be in the wedding scene. I go, well, I'll stand behind the cake. I don't care. Let me, I, and he goes, nah, you can't do it. And I wow. literally, I said, my God, what do I look, Swedish? Anyway. Tells the gang is available on Paramount Plus now. I would like to see him as Fredo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Being the runt oh, of the litter. I really smart. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next clip. Here we go. Immigrants on a steamship traveling from London to New York get caught up in a mysterious riddle in 1899. And in this clip, star uh, Miguel Barden, uh, Barnardo. Barnardo. <laughs> Uh, Bernardo uh, explains what they did to make the set feel real. Here we go. They imitated the movement of the ship on the the projection in the volume. So uh, you would get dizzy if you looked at it uh, for too long. And then you had the round table like the the whole set could rotate 360. So that would be like, whoa. Shut the f*** uh, 1899 is out on Netflix now. So when the they talk about this thing, the volume, it's like a six, seven story um, enveloping screen on the soundstage so that they can make, um, they used it in the Batman, they used it in the Mandalorian, they use it in a lot of shows right now. So uh, it's wonderful in some ways, and now people are kind of getting trained to recognize it. So in a lot of ways, there's sort of a reaction against it because... Uh, describe it again. What is it? It is a so think of a instead of like a green screen, it is like a live video screen that wraps okay. around. So if they're there, the camera can be very dynamic, okay. and so basically it is it is um, it adds that feature. So it places them it, wherever they are. You know where they didn't use it, Steve, was uh, on Andor, and you can tell the difference, right? Yeah, so yeah. If you compare Andor to like the Mandalorian or uh, the Obi Wan TV series. And or they use live sets and actual um, actors and extras and things like that. And so a lot of these movies and TV shows, especially Disney Plus stuff, they were using this um, the volume, the volume. Yeah. And and I part of the reason why I liked Andor so much 
was that they did set. Yeah. yeah, and it looked more real. It looked dirtier. It looked more gritty. And, and I think you can tell the results. It looks more real with this setup? Without it. Oh, no, without I, I, it. I prefer, okay. like, actual set pieces, and that that's what uh, they used on Andor. You can tell, like, if you watch... Uh, uh, Thor, uh, uh, Love and Thunder. Yeah, yeah. They, it's constantly they're on they're on the volume. They're using that is almost all the backgrounds are that. Mm. And to me, it it is starting to get a little distracting. Yeah, it's, it, and it's also you're right. It's become noticeable. Yeah. And, and you can tell the difference. Well, interesting. I'll have to pay more attention because I was not aware of that. All right, uh, that's the entertainment report for you uh, today. We got uh, beautiful sunshine as things are uh, starting to wake up here on this Tuesday morning. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a little bit. Uh, we are scheduled to have Steve O uh, here in a little bit. He's going to be performing at the Keswick Theater uh, tonight. He uh, does theaters now, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and uh, we're also going to have Malcolm Jenkins on the program a little bit later on, uh, and we'll do some invites to the Preston Steve. Uh, Christmas Miracle Broadcast as well. We have a brand new operating system that we're using. So you're going to hear some things mess up this morning. Just a heads up. We're figuring it all out. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Wednesday, December 21st at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Including Adventure Aquarium, Nebrasa Brazilian Steakhouse, and Stephen Ear Jewelers. Want to be a part of the studio audience? Check WMMR.com for details. And don't forget to dress to, um, impress. Our judges will pick their favorite ugly sweater to score great prizes from Miller Lite. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Oh, it's a Christmas Miracle! 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Casey, can I see? Can I turn this up and see if I'd still make another racket? All right, it's not. Oh, that's good. That's good. Things are getting solved. Okay, we're good here. Turn that off. Stop that right there. Why isn't that? Okay. Do you get the feeling with each button push you're launching missiles somewhere in the... Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some continent Some somewhere. continent there's... It's happening. Something happening. All right, well, we've got our own missile right here in the studio with us because he's ready to explode at any given time, and uh, he will be doing that tonight at the Keswick Theater. Uh, show is at 7 o'clock. Our friend, we are happy to have back here in the studio, Steve-O. Yeah, man. Is with us. Yeah, hey, dude. Nice to see you. Likewise, man. Is, is this the same spot I was at last time? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, it does feel the same. Yeah. You it's... guys are, are among my favorites. Oh, oh thanks, man. That's like, very cool. Genuinely. I mean, I've always had such a wonderful experience with you guys. Awesome, it's Good to see you yeah. back. And, and this this bucket list tour that you started that was more a product of the clubs has now moved to theaters. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. It's really, really cool, man. And thank you for saying that. Um it's uh, it's on its final stretch, man. And then I'll, I'll tape the special and, and start putting together the next show. Are you gonna when you do this? I I, I was um, I love your your podcast, by the way. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, man. You, it, really, really solid, and and a lot of stuff that that, that you deal with, uh, you know, addiction issues and so on and so forth. But um, um, the uh, you're mentioning about um, the the Netflix model and all this stuff. Well, this special, will you? Will you do it and release it like on YouTube, or what's going to happen? Um, I actually had uh, Jeff Tremaine, the Jackass director, right. come yeah. over to my house at one point. I said, "Hey, man, um, I think that if uh, if you and I team up on this, right, that we could maybe get it on Netflix." And and I, I, he came over and I screened for him 
a show that I had recorded. It's multimedia, so it's yeah. got all this stuff built into it. Stuff that you could never air. Right, yeah. and that's what he said. He said, hey, man, like, uh, congratulations, you've really outdone yourself. <laughs> But this is just way too gnarly for Netflix. <laughs> really? Yeah, they said from start to finish, it's so messed up. I don't see how any of this could ever be allowed on Netflix. Well, it's funny because we've been talking to a lot of people who come through, and have the, the the it used to be the holy grail. Netflix had tons of money; it was right. just throwing it out to everybody. Right. Everyone was getting these, like you know, you remember the uh, Dave Chappelle deal, like huge. twenty million bucks, crazy times three. It was just like sixty million, right? But the now. thing is now to to own it yourself and and do that. Does that have any appeal to you? Um, Well, that's what I did with my last special, and that worked out really pretty well. Um, I I spent a lot of money producing the last one because that one was multimedia as well, and um, put it on my website with uh, you know a paywall for like whatever it was. Um, I did pretty well with it. Yeah, uh, I I I, uh, tripled my money with it. That's pretty. That's pretty good. I felt, though, in a sense that I was preaching to the choir a little bit. Oh. And I really wanted to get it on Netflix because... You didn't have that promotional mechanism? Not that I didn't have the promotional mechanism. I just felt that if it came on Netflix, that it would reach people who uh, my social media doesn't reach. I felt Mm -hmm. that it would broaden my audience. Yeah. um, uh, I hear that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what I do is just too gnarly for Netflix, though. So that, 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 that's fun. I mean, I, I, I'm sure I told you, during the pandemic, yeah. we, we, uh, I kicked out some stuff and put in some new stuff. Um, this show has gotten so darn good, man. It is, like, I, I remember um, I had a bit in there where uh, um, a medical professional... In disguise, administers stolen general anesthesia drugs while I'm riding a bicycle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just this crazy. I mean, the, the bit's still in there, and it's arguably yeah. the funniest bit in the whole show. But uh, but, but, it, but it, it was kind of a failure. Um, they, they weren't able to... I got all messed up. And right. It was, like, it, it was hilarious that I was just... How old was this, this bit? That, that one... Uh, it was when I first put the show together. Okay. So, um, you know, the, the funny thing about it was that, uh, you know, the, because general anesthesia drugs make you stop breathing, <laughs> they uh, they were really like, kind of nervous about... Sure. They wanted to give it to me incrementally. Right. To, to knock me out, however, not make me stop breathing. Yeah. And the end result That's was that goal. I was just this crazed maniac on drugs, riding a bicycle around, being a real jerk, and it was super funny. <laughs> but the bit, the bit was a bit of a failure. <clears throat> and at a certain point after one of my shows, this guy comes up to me and he says, Hey, I've got a way you can finish your anesthesia bit without worrying about your recovery. Okay. okay. He says, I can put a four-inch needle into your spine and inject a drug into your spinal cavity, which will render you completely paralyzed. Like an epidural? Exactly yeah. like an epidural. He says that he would, he'll would he gladly make that happen while I'm in a full sprint. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, is, this is a guy in your show comes up to you and offers yeah, this? Yeah, he introduced himself to me as a high-level doctor, an anesthesiologist. Oh, my God. And uh, I, I so went for it. <laughs> and I remember, like, 
after we, we filmed that, it was the creepiest thing ever, and especially because um, I, I I had my buddies like really prepared to determine the precise extent to which I was actually paralyzed. <laughs> so they're doing all this terrible stuff to me. I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like my uh, God, my, my whole system's shutting down. I'm freaking out. And uh, you're a different breed, man. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, I mean, it's it's the, the it's the the wildest, man. I mean, this show is like like Tremaine said from start to finish. This show is the wildest crap I've ever done. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that you you have not like you're not phoning it in. You you have. I remember when you first started doing the whole approach to stand up, and you sought out a lot of. I know you remember uh, you mentioning the Dane Cook was yeah a, a big uh, influence. You actually. Had him, you know, check out your sets and give you notes and so on and so forth, and and you built it, you know. So it's like you haven't been phoning it in. Oh, uh, dude, I've been doing stand up um, like relentlessly. Yeah, touring for uh, twelve years now. I'm a twelve year stand up, which is which is killer. And um, you got you got the grid now. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm absolutely loving it. And and I was just gonna say too that after the like the this epidural thing. <laughs> Like uh, it, 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 it was during the pan during the shutdown. Remember, it was August, and, and I was like paralyzed on this. That like, it was so hot outside, and I, like uh, they carried me into the shade right. after they did all this stuff to me. You could not move at all. Oh, I could not, could not move. move. I not fully at fully all. aware, but you couldn't move. Correct. Right. Correct. And, and they carry me into the shade. They put me down, and I just start sobbing. <laughs> I'm just crying, and this like weird doctor guy. Yeah. Who's dressed up as a clown? <laughs> <laughs> so you know he's legitimately board certified. Yeah, yeah. oh dear, yeah, 100%. Please. I mean, the, the medical professionals in this show just risked everything that they worked their entire lives for. To, yeah. Like, yeah, dude, it's insane. And so I'm laying there just sobbing. And, and this is the one time that the doctor, like, seems concerned at all. He's like, because he, he doesn't understand, like, why are you crying? And, and through my tears, I explain... That the bar for my stunts is so high. <laughs> 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 and, and, and we raised it, man. <laughs> that's that always seems to be, like, and that's something that that you you have always done in like the last Jackass movie. I mean, and everyone, you know, as you, you've been very candid over the years, you start to get dinged up. You're you're not oh, yeah. you're not going to be doing flips anymore. I think you, no more shark stuff. I, I think I heard you right. say, wait, I, no flips. Uh, I, I'm preparing for my next show to do a farewell backflip. <laughs> I'm going to retire backflips. Yeah. There's a guy that listens to our show. I guess he's a gymnast or, you know, or he's a, a gymnastics <laughs> coach or whatever. He swears that he could get any one of us to do a backflip in like uh, one day. I, <laughs> listen, here's the deal. I, I was a I'm diver. I'm going to trust I was Steve a, on this. I was a diver and I've been trying to do backflips just off the ground my entire Standing life. Back tuck, yeah. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I just don't. And I, when I see it being done, I'm like, it looks It looks easy, easy right? It looks easy. I can do enough. it off of a diving board, no right, problem. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm going to say. That, that I'm going to guess that this guy is saying that with a foam pit, right. like coming from an elevated platform yeah. into a foam pit, that, and, that any of you guys could do a backflip. I, I would agree with that. Is right. the biggest issue, and I think it would be the biggest issue with me, is knowing at a certain point I would fail to fully commit. Like I would start it. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? And the then problem. land on yeah. your head and get right. paralyzed. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I, I had a scare with, uh, with, with just like two days ago. <laughs> I, I did something that, uh, that I, I 
after the fact, I was like, man, I could have been paralyzed. I um, <laughs> this is really silly too, man. I'm so glad it's that sh- it's sillier than the full uh, well, paralysis. I mean, the, 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 the 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 paralysis stunt was intense. This one was just genuinely silly. Like, okay, I, I, I've got my own hot sauce. Maybe you know about the yes. hot sauce for your butthole. Right, yeah. the explosively hot Stevo's <laughs> butthole destroyer hot sauce, and I've since come out with my Stevo's butt wipes for your butthole. Oh, okay. Flushable butt wipes, and and I. I love them. I live by them. I use I, I use them constantly. Did you have to determine the uh, the Scoville scale on the on the on the butt? Uh, I, I, the the butthole destroyer. Yeah. All I know is that the top three ingredients, the first three ingredients on the list on the ingredient yeah. on the label, are the three hottest peppers on earth. <laughs> okay. Like a, like ghost, a ghost pepper, scorpion, yeah. and uh, Carolina Reaper. Okay. Jesus. So uh, it's, it's 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 hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, and so now with I've got these the, the butt wipes, the two hot sauces, so I've got the butthole bundle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great for the holidays. Yeah, great, great for Christmas. Oh, dude, it's oh, ultimate, God, these are the is. ultimate stocking stuffers. Yes. And dude, you can get the butthole bundle at stevo.com for nineteen ninety nine. I mean, that's a steal. Oh so with a deal that generous, I'm like, I gotta do something special. And so I, I uh, reached out to this high level special effects guy he does like lord of the rings stuff okay and i was like i was like um i've got an instagram account i follow called secret buttholes and they've (laughs) they've got like really graphic images of buttholes but they're not buttholes you know there's like pumpkins donuts (laughs) like all sure things that look like buttholes and i was like i was like how do we with yourself with your special (laughs) effects prowess how do we get me to climb out of buttholes, you know? Oh, my God. And, and he was like, he, he explained that if I had uh, pillows that were, like, wrapped in, in green screen, okay. yeah, we could God. arrange the pillows oh my God. and get me to uh, to climb out. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, all right, so Steve-O showed me a video of the green screen part of it. I was saying, I see what you're going for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. there, there we got it right uh-huh. <laughs> And, and uh, I'm so, so happy, but, but I wasn't quite, I, I, I wasn't was what you're satisfied looking for? to right. just climb out. I loved it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now let's, uh, let's have me get pooped out of, uh, out of a butthole. Oh and then, God. and then we did that and it was great. Yeah. And then I was like, well, of course now I got to dive into a butthole. <laughs> so we, 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 we set the green screen on, on like, uh, on a, a couple tables. Sure. And I just dive into it, and I land on my head oh on the ground, my God. dude. On the ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh, just no. straight head on on the on this concrete ground. And uh, my roommate broke his neck diving through an inner tube into a pool. He's not paralyzed, but he broke his. I mean, like that's no joke, dude. I knew a guy at the University of Miami who was on acid. He just tripping on LSD with his buddies. They were in an apartment on an. L-shaped sofa, and he simply dove from one side of the L-shaped sofa to the other side of the L-shaped sofa, and this was in 1990, it was 99, and the dude's paralyzed for life. Wow. Wow. One one mistake. That's the thing. thing. That was on a sofa. Yeah. I just just landed on my head on an (laughs) asphalt floor. Jumping through a butthole. Yeah, trying to jump through a butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever thought that maybe you might actually, whatever you're experiencing right now, might be the afterlife? 
and you've already killed yourself. It's <laughs> <laughs> conceivable. I mean, I, I'll tell you one thing is that I just don't understand how I've been so fortunate. You know, I mean, yeah. like, what did I ever do to be so lucky? You, like these traumatic brain injuries that people have, oh my God. paralysis. Like I deserve all of it. So Look at Christopher times. Reeve years ago. Right, dude's just right. You know, doing sh- show horses and stuff like that. Right. Superman falls the wrong way. Done. Yeah, he was. Just, he fell off a horse. Yeah. It was yeah. Like, um, man. Well, Steve, it occurs to me that I, you know, sort of been watching you and the rest of the Jackass crew for like twenty three years at this point, right? I think Jackass debuted in ninety nine or two thousand. Uh, it was October two thousand. Okay, yeah. So it, it's and every now and then you guys. Uh, re-enter my life randomly. <laughs> I was watching a Celebrity Family Feud, and I don't think you got to do that. Yeah, I was on tour when they did that. Yeah, one. and it's all of a sudden uh, Johnny Knoxville's on screen wearing the same suit as uh, as uh, Steve Harvey. But but the one that really surprised me, Steve-O, with you was um, Ryan Reynolds. You ended up doing yeah. stunts for him on one of his products. How did that end up happening? It was... Uh... Dude, Ryan Reynolds is the most impressive dude and so hot. <laughs> the dude is good. I mean, he is really attractive, man. Uh-huh. I don't mind saying so. Um, it, it, it was just uh, um, just an odd thing, I suppose. They, the, his team reached out. He's got um, a cool advertising platform, which... Uh, it, it works much the same way you would start uh, a Facebook campaign, except once you load up your your ad, like it just it delivers your ad onto like legitimate television, huh. like. Uh, so it's basically the the online social media model of uh, ad campaigns. It's pretty wild. Except it disseminates your ad onto like CNN and and all the rest. And of does it. he it's, own this this system? He does. Yeah. He, well, he he's at least a partner. In he's it, an entrepreneur. I mean, his yeah. entrepreneurial chops right. are, are pretty well developed. It, it's supposed to be a big boost for creatives, right? Like to eliminate the process by which somebody creates something and then people see it. It's it's for advertising in general. So right. so, so like uh, I, with like a minimum fifteen thousand dollar budget, you can launch like national television right. ads, wow. and that that opens up the door for advertising to smaller businesses. Yeah. And um, so he wanted uh, to find an an entertaining way to promote his platform and and he got me to eat an entire Carolina Reaper pepper and then uh, explain how the platform works. Oh wow. Oh. And we're watching it, was, it right now, yeah. It was genuinely like the most messed up situation I've ever been in from eating something hot. Like I felt like my throat was closing up like I was not hamming it up for the camera on any level. What with all of this that you've done, you know, and every, every the wasabi in, in the eye, all that stuff. Snorting the wasabi. Snorting, yeah. Dear God. So, so have oh. you, in fact, ever done internal damage? Uh, have you ever... Uh, I do have what's called esophageal, or sorry, I've got Barrett's esophagus. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if, it, uh, I know that Travis Barker has it. I'm not sure who else. And, and I'm not clear on what the cause of it is. It's acid reflux in general. Maybe that that comes from years of hardcore drug abuse, from being uh, 
effectively a, a professional bulimic on yeah. Jackass. Uh-huh. Right, all that's Like all the barfing. I mean, I'm not necessarily sure what it is, but um, I do monitor it pretty closely because it's a precursor to esophageal cancer. Oh. And uh, and, and at the moment, it's stable. My last endoscopy, the doctor said we can go from yearly to three years off until the next one. I mean, you're in great, you're in great shape. And you were talking to me saying, I don't know why why I have been given this or whatever. The, the turnaround in your life has been astonishing. It's been inspiring. I just watched a, a little special on uh, Brandon Novak, you know. Oh, cool. I mean, the fact that all of this has come into play and that he's, I mean, who would look at that dude and see him oh, the way God. he is now? It's astonishing. Um, and then you had on your show, you had Bam, you know, yeah. re- recently. And, and Bam is dealing with, um, and I like your, your take on it, because you were just wonderfully almost paternal or fraternal in, in the way you're were, you were sort of gu- trying to guide his thinking. We, we love Bam to death. and, and sure. uh, But he's, um, what, do you, what do you think, and I hate to put you on the spot with this. Oh, I don't mind a bit, man. Is it's his, be, it, we're in Bam's town right yeah, now. Of course it, we're going to talk about Bam. We want to see him do, well, what, what, do, you, what do you think the odds are that, that he, he can get a hold on that? Because he has, he has you know. Uh, you know, I spoke with Bam. Other uh, issues. It, it's been uh, such a few days, man. Like less than a week ago, I was on the phone with Bam and he right. sounded fantastic. That's great. And I suggested to him that he come on tour with me. I was like, dude, let's fly you out on tour. I can help you with uh, the, this comedy that you've been working on. Yeah. You know, like, I just thought, like, if we spent some time together, we could, I don't know, like, maybe, maybe uh, the way I operate can, can rub off on him a little bit. And um, we, 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 we made the plans and, and everything. And then yesterday morning, I got a weird text from him. That uh, just I thought, oh, what's going on? Right. And uh, I'm not sure what this, what the situation is. It like he he got me worried yesterday with, you know, it was kind of the same old thing with like uh, uh you know, Knoxville and Tremaine and all this right. resentment that uh. It seemed like you had mitigated a bit of that in your in your interview with him. Like he, you made him. It seemed like he had some revelations during I, that. Has that gone out the window? I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I, th- I think that, uh, that, like, just like during that during that podcast that we did with him, like even just within that one conversation, it, it, it went one way and then it went another. You know, right. like it was yeah. kind of a mixed bag. You were like a, a border collie. I, 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 I mean, I, I love him so much. I, I want him to do well. Like I've said it all along that. Um, in the beginning of Jackass, Bam was everything that I could only dream to become. I mean, he was so entrepreneurial, so creative. He he was able to make, like, the most compelling, hilarious content without harming himself. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I was in this, like, I just had myself in the... Like kind of painted into this box of like for me to get any kind of footage, it had to be. I just had to be so gnarly and put everything on the line and like, get hurt. to get hurt, mm-hmm. barf. Like it had to be. And Bam didn't have to do that. And I was so jealous of his creativity, of his yeah. success, his entrepreneurialism, the way that he didn't give up on on skateboarding. Right. Like uh, I mean, he just was. He was so many levels above me, and I was just, frankly, just so 
jealous of him. Not in a way that like was was negative. Not envious. But he, he motivated me, you yeah. know, like I, I aspired to be where he was at. And, uh, you know, all of this time later, now it's like, like I'm, you know, doing really well and he's really struggling and I take no joy in that. Like I, 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 I well, you've I, tried, you've tried a number of times to intercede on his behalf. Oh, every, I've been at like almost every rehab, yeah. Every like, well, I guess there was only one psych ward, but I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I've I've been able to show up in person to just about every stop on his tour. I, I remember you going back though for for years and and TMZ getting you and you know when you were at the bottom, and it just seemed like it was impossible. Do you remember? Was there one thing that made it click for you that is not making it click? For, or is that even a, a comparison you could make? It, I, I wish it was. Yeah. Um, I wish it was. I, I know that when, uh, I mean, it's, it's been a few years now, but uh, when 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 he went through the Dr. Phil bit and, and with, like, the, the, the weird alphabet, and, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the comedy club meltdown, I thought, this is it. Yeah. Now he's, he's where I was at. Now right. it's going to get better. And and I don't know. I have a family member, um, and it's sad because she's broken, and um, and, and has been dealing with trying to get sober most of her adult life. And many family members have given up on her, and it's really sad. I, I love her, and it's sad to see. But there's also a, a, when you when you look at her, there's a bit of a disconnect. And I'm wondering if if that is comparable to what Bam has become. Like, it, it, do you see who you used to be and who Bam is now? Um. Yeah, for sure. And um, to, to be clear, there's, in my view, no such thing as as broken. Hmm. You know, like I remember when, when and to answer your question, the the point when when uh, when it clicked for me and I got better, I was locked up in the psychiatric ward by Knoxville and Tremaine. They had a this intervention on me, and um, I, so it. They had like two wings too. There was like the regular, harmful to yourself and to others, and then there was the like the something else wing. Okay, you know, I was on like the the this something else wing, and the, and um, this other patient who identified himself as a heroin addict told me that he was he was like worried about me and that I needed help. He gave me this book about alcoholism, like the official right right book. You know, there's only, like, one, like, official book. And he gave it to me, and I thought it was weird that this guy was a heroin addict, and he's giving me a book about alcoholism, and he's worried about me, but we're both on suicide watch. It was all just mm. super weird. But as it turned out, I couldn't sleep in the psych ward, like, one of that night or, or one of the other nights. And uh, I just started reading the book, just out of sheer, I had nothing better to do. And my core belief at the time was that I was beyond help, that, that I was just past the point of no return. I was a lost cause, a write-off. And, and the one thing I remember really distinctly reading the book, that it, it suggested that the more hopeless the case of the alcoholic, the better the chance there is for recovery. In fact, if anything, 
complete hopelessness is a prerequisite for recovery because if any part of you is hanging on to some yeah. little notion that you can right. control it, then you're not a candidate because you're not going to surrender. And I, so, yeah, my, my, my brother, his curse was that he, he and he's um, clean and sober for many years now, but he, he was able to do his job. He was able to. Yeah. Do, there, he, there was that. There was not that crashing in the right. bottom of the pit. I have no option but to get better. Right. He could have conducted his life in that way. That's the scariest That's, thing. That's yeah. I to see just exactly kinda, what you're saying. Yeah. To just kind of have alcoholism a little bit enough so that it can destroy your relationships, yeah. like preclude you from like really maximizing your potential, just kind of weigh you down, like right. make life into quicksand. But it's not bad enough where something has to be done. Like that's the the worst. I, I was grateful to to be like so so bad that something had to be done. Um, but but yeah, that was what kind of I remember thinking like, oh, I'm, maybe I'm not a write off. Maybe right. actually like it could happen. So, so yeah, the, the worse off you are, the better. And uh, the, the, I mean, they say no matter how far down the scale we've gone, yeah. we can see how our experience can benefit others. Mm. In Bam's case, I wonder if you know there might be some mental health issues as seems well that, that, are in there, that, that are in uh, compounding that. I, I think there is, but uh, man, um, I, I just love him. You yeah, know? yeah, I, yeah. I, we're hoping the best for I, that, that he finds the right combination of of. People and and programs yeah. or whatever that might just bring it around. Sure. Having you in his life though is is, is, a, is a plus. I mean, the fact that you're not giving up and that I'll you know, never yeah, give up, yeah, for sure. And that that, that makes a, a big deal. Um, so yeah, you know, it's it's sad to hear that that's the case, but hopefully good things will arise. So that I wanted to ask you about another. By the way, real quick, Steve is at uh, the Keswick Theater yes. tonight. I want to make sure you're available. Show yes. us tonight, Keswicktheater.com. Um, Jay Leno just had a, a, a burn yeah. situation. You yourself, you've, you've yeah. had, you've, how, you have many skin grafts did you have? You got burned and you got, it was 15% fairly... of my body uh, and I had skin grafts from, uh, seven different dead people. I oh had cadaver, cadaver skin grafts. Hey, wow. let me ask you this. Did they, and I didn't know that this was a thing, but sometimes they will use fish skin as a replacement uh, temporarily? I, I, I mean, the whole idea of a skin graft is that it operates um, more like a scab right. than actually a replacement of skin. Yeah. It, it just, it's it just protects there. for a while. To allow it to heal. Yeah. It's there for the healing process. Right. Um, so I, I can totally see how uh, fish would work. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, dude, burns are the gnarliest. Yeah. When, when I saw that. Oh, man. I was down in Austin, Texas for the, the Rogan podcast, and yeah. they did the Kill Tony show that Tony Hinchcliffe does. Right, right, yeah. And one of these amateur comics got up and just very, like, matter-of-factly <laughs> says, there was a roast of Jay Leno. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, uh, I mean, it seems Jay Leno wasn't, I mean, clearly it wasn't burned that badly yeah. because he's already... Doing stand-up and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's too hot. So any of, the, any of the skin, Your the goal is to get your own skin to go back. Obviously, you don't carry. You don't carry. Right, excise. One, there's one little bit, uh, like right here, where it still somebody else's skin. I, I think so. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, uh, there's just like a little bit. That looks kind of like gauze, but it's just so fascinating because, uh, I mean, like, like my tattoos faded, but yeah. I still have the tattoos where yeah. the grafts were. Wow. Um, That's wild. And dude, burns are the worst. Like, I, I when I had those burns. 
I got burned in Los Angeles like like a complete idiot. I fly to to Colorado to go do shows in a comedy club. Oh, I'm like almost. I'm, I made it to Saturday before I tapped out and went to the hospital. Yeah, they, they're like you need emergency surgery. Oh, oh. So that was my first proper burn unit. Mm. And then uh, like a couple weeks later, I'm at another burn unit in uh, Arizona. And at, at every stop on my burn unit tour, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, you had a burn unit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I heard. I heard many times that the if you ask anybody who's been shot, stabbed, and seriously burned, they'll all tell you that burns hurt the most. I couldn't believe I burned my uh, left leg on a muffler of a moped when I was in eighth grade. Okay, so I did that on a Sunday uh, early afternoon. By Monday, uh, after I couldn't walk, yeah. and it was just, and, and I still have the the scar from it. I mean, it's you know, it, it's just a little box, but it was like a like up to a third degree burn. I couldn't believe. Yeah. Dude, I, my uncle, could, yeah, my uncle went into a deep fryer up to his elbow. Oh, oh my god! god. He, he was fixing up a, a grease oh. trap above this fryer and slipped and fell right oh. into the fryer. It was horrible. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> get any nerves. ideas. Yeah. 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 Jesus. Yeah, man. Uh, but you know what? That sounds like the the there could be a saving grace. Like when you get to a certain point, like uh, it, it doesn't actually hurt because you've burned. Right. Like nerves. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Kane Hodder, the guy who played uh, Jason in a number of the Friday yeah. the 13th movies, he was doing a, demonstrating, a, he loved to do the burns, you know, the way the, the, right, 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 the right. cell gel and all that stuff. And he got seriously to the point of death burned, you know, a tremendous amount of his body. Here's a guy who's been through a lot, but he says, There's, you can't, words cannot describe right. the yeah. agony that he was in. It, you it, know? it used to be so... Uh... Such like an annoying question. People would ask me all the time, "What hurt the? What was the most painful stunt?" <laughs> and I would like it, it was annoying because I didn't have a good answer for it. I would say, uh, "Well, there's different like criteria for right. pain. There's like how acute the pain is. Like for example, if you get." Uh, zapped with a cattle prod. That's very <laughs> acute, but it happens quickly and it's over. Right, right. And then there's other kinds of pain that isn't quite as acute, but it lasts longer. Right. You know, so it's like kind of a mixed bag. It's like, and then uh, the question ceased to annoy me after my burns because it that checked everybody. You got it all <laughs> all well, with wow. the with the <laughs> with the fear of like, so you're saying you're tapping out of the sharks, right? You're not going to do that. Uh, well, I really lost my sense of humor for sharks after uh, our buddy Poopies got got. Um, oh, so, that's right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and. and I, he was attacked. You, there were was, sh- there were shooting. You remember we talked about it. Yeah, yeah, I was there for that, and it was awful. Yeah, yeah. It was, and, and, and honestly, his hand is still not. His hand's never going to be the same. Jeez. Like how quick you was were, the attack? You were swimming with, oh, with so fast. Yeah, right? you were swimming with great whites, right? Are you, I mean, uh, we we jumped off a boat. Yeah. Um, and we jumped off a boat and landed in between the cage and the great white shark. Oh my god! Which is the safest approach because. The the splash serves to startle the great white shark. Yeah, like uh, enough that it, that it's not like it's like whoa, what, what was that? Yeah, as opposed to if it finds you swimming, then it takes a curiosity bite. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we splashed in the water, just climbed in the cage. Right, like we barely even got wet. All right, it really okay. wasn't too dangerous. But there have been plenty of dangerous things we did with sharks. 
And um, any of that footage make it into the show? I mean, because you, you've done. Oh, when, when when Poopies got bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they showed it. Yeah, but but your 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 stage show. Yeah, oh, tonight, yeah, oh no, 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 Everything no. that I did for my bucket list show uh, was for the bucket list show. There's okay. no overlap between right. Jackass and and what I do. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but but yeah, initially, I was. Uh, it was going to be a bucket list item. I wanted to to finally ride a shark. Where like uh, <laughs> I'd kind of given up on that idea until I saw Zac Efron did it. Okay, he held the dorsal fin of a tiger shark and literally just cruised. Oh with it. my god! Uh, tiger sharks are the the top one, of the top five man eaters. Yeah, they're, they're yep. that, like the, the the girl who famously got her arm bitten off. Yeah, the surfer girl. Yep, uh, Bethany Hamilton. That was a tiger, tiger shark. shark. Jeez. And, uh, and here I see Zac Efron, I'm like, well, duh. if Zac Efron can do it, then I can do it. And so, so I'm like, it's just going to be my bucket list. I'm going to Hawaii to go meet with this shark lady. And, uh, and, and my girl said, you tell me that I have to sell my motorcycle because, like, you know, like, I'm not allowed to have a motorcycle. Right, right. And, you know, I made a deal with her. I said, I said okay, I won't go r- try and ride sharks, but you get rid of your motorcycle. <laughs> and then Tremaine calls me up and he says, uh, they want to do Jackass Shark Week. And oh. I, was like, I, was like, I was like, oh, okay. And my girl <laughs> says she's booking her motorcycle trip. <laughs> and, and, and there we are. Oh, yeah, there's Zach Efron. Yeah. Oh, wow. We have this yeah. watching the video of him, sure yeah. enough. Yeah. Dude, and, that's crazy. Um, yeah. so, so we're... So yeah, Poopy's got his hand mangled. <laughs> yeah, like mangled. Like he was severed, jumping. Yeah, he was jumping the sharks right there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Severed te- arteries and tendons. You know, like if you make your your uh, your hand limp, it comes out at a, right. a ninety degree angle. His hand was completely folded because oh all of those tendons God. were totally severed. And then when you get injuries like that, you can end up with <laughs> permanent nerve damage as well. Like uh, oh, yeah. like yeah. no uh, ability Sensation. to to control uh, as well. And yeah. Poopy's is talking about his hand. <clears throat> his hand hurts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Like having like, phantom pains and stuff like that. But like afterwards, those nerves can act up right. and, and just cause pain. Yeah, it's 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 really, really, and and they they flew him on a like a, a medical plane to Miami. We we were in the Bahamas at the time, and they flew him to uh, to to Miami to some. They had he had multiple surgeries to reconnect severed arteries and tendons. They can only do so much. I mean, they can do a right. lot. But, I mean, a wound of that <laughs> nature, especially the dexterity you, you're, you know, right. in your hands, is that's what you use them yeah. for. Yeah. They're right. your precision instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so I've, I've lost my sense of humor for sharks. <laughs> okay, sharks. And then that's, that's what I told Tremaine. Like they're, they're, he's like, oh, dude, we're going to do another Shark Week, Jackass 2.0. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what, do, what do you even mean? Like, what, you're going to go film with sharks again? I was like, and, he, and I, I said, sorry, Tremaine, I've lost my sense of humor for sharks after yeah. the poopies attack. And he says, oh, no, but it's going to be, uh, we're going to do everything really safely. Right. And I was like, okay, so a, a safe and safe responsible shark. jackass yeah. Shark Week episode. Sure. That sounds even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell's gonna watch that? I was like, I'm not, like you know, like if, if it's if if it's not safe, I don't want to do it, and if it is safe, I really don't want to. Right. Do it. <laughs> There's wow. no win on that. Yeah. Well, listen, we got to wrap up, but I just want to remind everyone that uh, Steve-O's in the bucket list tour is wrapping up. Uh, you've just got Last a handful of dates. To see it live. This is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, At Keswick, which is great. Ke- yeah, great theater, obviously, and it's uh, it's multimedia. There's lots of obviously. There's some. It's- 
so X-rated. <laughs> really gnarly content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, that you can expect. So, uh, well, listen, dude, uh, it, it's great to have you back in. Thanks. Yeah, I love you guys. We love you. Really, I love you guys. I love Philly. Um, it, it's, uh, I'm really glad we were able to do this. And thank awesome. you so much. Yeah, people Thanks are going to be psyched here. to go out and see you tonight. All right, yeah. give some love to Steve-O, everybody, yeah. tonight at the Keswick Theater. Uh, with that, we are going to take a quick break. We will come back in just Justin a moment. Steve. 93.3 WMMR. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre Final. All right, this morning it is brought to you by Stephen Star Restaurants. You can gift memorable experiences this holiday season with Star Restaurants gift card. Good at over 30 restaurants. Shop today at starrgiftcards.com. We're going to start with this unbelievable story out of Fort Worth, Texas. Melissa Highsmith's case was one of the oldest missing persons cases in the country, but four days ago, her life changed forever. The family said a 23andMe DNA case linked the family together. Highsmith said, I feel like I'm dreaming, and I kept having to pinch myself to make sure that I'm awake. Her mother... Uh, Alta Apentenko said, I'm just elated. I can't describe my feelings. I'm so happy to see my daughter. I didn't think I would ever see her again. She's alive. I cried like a baby, her father, Jeffrey Highsmith, said. So in 1971, this is how long ago she was abducted. Yeah. Apentenko advertised for a babysitter and spoke with a a supposed sitter by the name of Ruth Johnson who agreed to pick up the 21-month-old Melissa from the family's apartment building. Since uh, Apentenko... Had to be at work. Her roommate handed Melissa to Johnson, who was described as a well-dressed woman wearing white gloves. That evening, Johnson never returned. Little Melissa could not be reached, and Fort Worth police and the FBI were soon involved. But more than 50 years later, very few leads had surfaced. Police at the time said they discovered no evidence. Melissa was uh, harmed and hoped that Johnson or whoever had the baby uh, was taking good care of her. Highsmith said that she had a hard life Mm -hmm. all this time. was the woman who was abducted. Yeah. She thought the woman who raised her was her mother. She said, I didn't feel loved as a child. It was abusive, and I ran away at 15 years old. I went to the streets. I did what I had to do to get by. I worked the streets. When asked if Highsmith spoke to the woman that she called mom, she felt hurt sharing the details. But her father, Jeffrey, uh, said that Highsmith contacted the woman through Facebook Messenger saying, do you have anything to tell me? And she also said, am I this little girl? Excuse me. And the mother confessed. She said, I bought you for $500 on the street in 1972. But Melissa thinks that she's the one who actually kidnapped her. Yes. Highsmith was living only 20 minutes away from her biological mother in Fort Worth, and they had no idea. Abentanko said her ex-husband got an email three days ago that linked them, and it was all through 23andMe. They had probably been at 
events or in proximity to each other often yeah. during those years. Highsmith said she plans on officially changing her name from uh, Melanie back to Melissa. She also plans on remarrying her current husband so her father can walk her down the aisle and so her family can be at her wedding. And the family wants justice <laughs> served. The nationwide coverage of this... Uh, has raised questions. Many of these surround the woman who Highsmith thought was her mom all these years and if she will face any charges. A spokesperson with the Fort Worth Police Department wouldn't elaborate on which criminal statute of limitations expired, but the statute of limitations is set at seven years for kidnapping. Did you know that? No, that seems absurd. Uh, So that doesn't mean that Highsmith can't pursue a case uh, civilly against the woman who raised her. Also, federal kidnapping charges could still be filed. However, uh, they carry no statute of... Those carry no statute of limitations. Uh, The criteria that need to be met for those charges uh, or to be be filed are more stringent. I'm not sure if if you have to cross state lines or something like that to be considered federal. Jesus. Uh, But the FBI is not fully involved with this case as of yet. But 51 years. So think of the stories that are ongoing now. Think that that girl that was abducted in the park. We just talked about it. There's been no heads or tails of that. Think about... There's there is reason to hold out hope, you yeah. know. I mean, look at this decades. Yeah. Sure, these are rare, rare, those, but 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 still, hope springs yeah. eternal. Yeah, exactly. So I, this is just a wild story. Uh, the board game Monopoly, somewhat established as a source of contention among many families, as it a recent stinks. incident in Tulsa shows. The Tulsa police arrested a man on Saturday night after a family game of Monopoly turned violent. Officers were sent to a shots fired call just yeah. prior to 6.30 p.m. I think that's legally within your rights. The caller identified the suspect as her stepbrother, John Armstrong, saying that he chased her and her father and fired a shot at them. See, I start shooting when the suggestion of monopoly occurs. <laughs> Officers took Armstrong into custody upon arrival. Police learned that the family had been drinking alcoholic beverages oh. and playing monopoly together when a fight erupted between Armstrong and his stepfather. After knocking over the game board, flipping over furniture, they were told by other family members to take it outside. Armstrong drew a gun after getting a cut on his head in the ensuing altercation. He proceeded to chase his stepfather and stepsister down the street, aiming the gun at them, and he told police that he fired one shot at the ground. Should have played Uno. Officers were not able to find the gun and said they believed Armstrong had hidden it in the house before he surrendered. Armstrong was arrested and booked into the Tulsa County Jail for assault with a deadly weapon. We never did play categories together. If you guys remember, yes, this, right. we could. Oh, this, right. If we played, it it really could erupt. Into it could erupt into violence. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to put our guns away. Yeah. Well, a meal fit for monkeys was served on Sunday at the annual Monkey Feast Festival in Central Thailand. Amid the morning traffic, rows of monkey statues holding trays were lined up outside of the compound of the ancient Three Pagodas. While volunteers prepared food across the road for real monkeys, the symbol of Laburi province. Give me a favor, sweetie, and could you top off my coffee? Uh, throngs. <laughs> Thank you so much. Throngs of macaque monkeys. Uh, we were just talking about pleasuring ourselves. Uh, ran around at times fighting with each other uh, while the crowds or uh, visitors and locals grew. Uh, as the this is a this is a macaque and this is a vagina. It, stop it! <laughs> is the carefully prepared feast? As the carefully prepared feast was brought toward the temple, the ravenous creatures began to pounce and were soon devouring the largely vegetarian spread. Simply exquisite. Uh, while the entertainment value of the is fest- this banana? The festival is high. Organizers are quick to point out that it's not just monkey business. Uh, the festival's founder said this monkey fest <gasps> I'm festival. Stuffed. I'm- 
Just a cappuccino, please. Uh, this Monkey Feast Festival is a successful event that helps promote uh, Labori's uh, tourism among international tourists every year. Listen, this is another monkey revelation. We had one yesterday where monkeys are apparently being used in factories. Uh, yes, to uh, collect uh, coconuts for <laughs> HelloFresh. Uh, previously, there were around 300 monkeys in uh, Labori before increasing to nearly 4,000 nowadays. Well, if you're a monkey, that's where you want to go. But it's known as Monkey City, oh. which means monkeys and people can live in harmony. Take uh, me down to the Monkey City where the simians are fat and everyone's pretty. Uh, such harmony could be seen in uh, the lack of shyness exhibited by the monkeys, which climbed onto visitors, vehicles, lampposts. Oh. Sometimes the curious animals looked beyond the abundant feast and took an interest in other items as well. They're very forward. They were stealing stuff from people. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for now. All right, let us uh, take a break and come back in a moment. Uh, we, I believe, is, we're going to have Michael, Malcolm Jenkins on when we return. Yes, so, sir. Uh, we will take a quick break and return with Malcolm and more. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Wednesday, December 21st at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Including Adventure Aquarium, Nebrasa Brazilian Steakhouse, and Stephen Ear Jewelers. Want to be a part of the studio audience? Check WMMR.com for details. And don't forget to dress to, um, impress. Our judges will pick their favorite ugly sweater to score great prizes from Miller Lite. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Oh, it's a Christmas Miracle! 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Just to remind everyone, we're dealing with new equipment today, a whole new operating system, so the, the bumps in the road are just part of the character of the journey today, yeah. friends, so make sure that you're and aware. We're getting a lot of character today. We're getting a lot of character. Uh, there is an event that is coming up, and it is tonight, 6 o'clock, Xfinity Live. This is really cool, and benef- it will benefit the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation. You want to rub elbows with the NFL greats? You yeah. want to... Talk fantasy football with them, play with them, find out their picks, all that stuff. You can do it tonight at Xfinity Live and some more really cool things taking place. Please welcome this morning, Mr. Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. Morning, Malcolm. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? We're doing great, man. Thanks for coming on this morning. We appreciate it. And uh, did I get all that right? Am I correct? We're going to be able to play some fantasy football or, or talk picks and stuff with you and some other players tonight? Yeah, we're gonna have some game show style, you know, kind of evening. Uh, you get to to do some matching games and see if you can guess uh, what's in the brains or in the habits of some some of these NFL players. But really, it's just an opportunity to to engage. This is our first time really being able to activate uh, something in person since 2019. Yeah, uh, as a foundation. So we're excited to be back in the market. Obviously, a lot of fun things, exciting things happening in Philly. Uh, so you know, just happy to get back in in, in touch. Are, are you are you deep into the world of fantasy football, or are you just dabble a little bit in it? No, I, I am, and unfortunately, it's been a it's been a down year for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm in 
I am in, in danger right now of being the last place in my league. So <laughs> I'm just here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring in the experts. It might not be the – don't take my advice. <laughs> is there a penalty? Uh, my son's in a league, and the penalty is uh, whoever comes in last place, uh, everybody gets to cut his hair oh. however they want. So wow. is, there, is there a penalty in your league for coming in last? Yes. The, the penalty is there's a uh, traveling blue donkey uh, costume that <laughs> – one must take, <laughs> must wear in public and take a picture and post it to their oh, wow. media Well, we, we, yeah. we hope that fate doesn't befall you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that, yeah. actually. That's we a don't good do one. that in my league, and I wish we... Yeah. I mean, except for this year, because I'm also in last place, uh, so I would prefer that not to happen <laughs> this year, but maybe next year I'll, I'll write in. Casey, I started following an account. I saw one where a guy had to take the bar exam again. It was a bunch of lawyers, and oh, whoever geez. lost had to take the bar exam. Another one, a guy had to sit in a diner for 24 hours, and for every pancake he <laughs> ate, he could take an hour off. So you think that you can eat like twenty four pancakes? No problem. He was into like hour four, and he was struggling. It was bad. There's some funny stuff. I think out the there. blue donkey. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that trumps that all that. Doable, yeah. most yeah. definitely. Um, so, Malcolm, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the foundation, the Malcolm Jenkins uh, Foundation, and uh, what all that does for people who may not be familiar with it. Yeah, so we've been around since 2010. Uh, I started it when I. Uh, began my career in New Orleans. And when I became an Eagle, we brought that, uh, our foundation, to this market uh, and, and done a ton of work here, uh, When it, whether it be um, food giveaways, um, different programs we've had with uh, educational uh, programs we put in place. But really, our focus now is on financial literacy. And so we've adopted a few schools within the area. Uh, Parkway North Forest High School has really been uh, the school that we put the most focus in and, and started to build uh, a platform in which we te- teach not only the tools of finance, but how to the philosophy of money. Um, a lot of the times we don't talk about what we value, you know, how to use money to get those things uh, and build those tools early on. And that's really what the focus is now. Yeah. You know, it's so important. I don't know how receptive I would have been in high school to hear that knowledge, but the people that that will get through to make such a difference. If you can have your money work for you, um, there are so many obstacles in life that you can have a leg up on. Yeah. Um, and, and I wish I had likewise. Uh, I wish I had a bent. I did have people trying to guide me, but if you can learn that or at least be receptive to that, it will serve you all the years of your life. Yeah. And I hundred percent. I mean, and yeah, that stuff is, you know, it's missing from is education that's really missing from these, these communities. And it's not even just the tools of, you know, bank accounts and, yeah. and and stocks and bonds is just the ideas of, you know, investing collectively yeah. or, you know, saving money and, and how to budget. Those things yeah. uh, go a long way when you start early on. Yeah, and, and we, uh, we're we trying to do that with our children right now. And, and so I think our secret, and maybe this is a secret to, to what you're doing, is trying to speak in a language that the, the kids will understand and, and that they'll take to. So like my son, for instance, he likes sneakers. And we're like, okay. Here's the deal. If you, you work hard for your money and you go out and you buy, a, a, you know, a new pair of, of Jordans every month, okay, uh, is if you were to invest that money in 20 years or in 10 years, you're going to have this many pairs of sneakers or you're going to have this much money, you know. Saved. You could buy Jordan himself. You could, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so we're trying to appeal to him in, in a language that maybe he understands. And I don't know if that's your approach as well, Malcolm. 
Yeah, yeah, because all you're doing is you're changing his values, right? And so money is not the the goal here. Money is just the tool to get to what you value. And so, yes, if your value in life is only sneakers, then you're probably only working up to get, you know, sneakers. But if you value something greater than that, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden there's some tools you can use to get that. That's way more, you know, that's worth way more than just that sneaker that you, you know, you, yeah. you bought that one time. Malcolm, is it, is it your um, perception or perhaps do you have a take on whether like the NFL or any of the, the major leagues um, have uh, put into place ways of providing this sort of thinking and preparation to athletes who are suddenly made fabulously wealthy fairly quickly and have to deal with, you know, the pitfalls that can befall someone who's now has a lot of money and doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. I mean, I can only speak for the uh, NFL. I would say, you know, I've been, I think we are always (laughs) ill-equipped and I think we see a lot of, a lot of athletes falling because not even, you know, it's not even like uh, you can get the knowledge from your family or, or friends because the pay schedule, how we get paid, when we get paid, how much you get paid, how early um, means that your budgeting, even the regular normal models don't fit. And so it's a lot of things you, even myself, I tell people, I usually the guys who played a long time, weren't the smartest with their money. They were just, they just lasted longer than the mistakes, right? They were able to, they were able to recover until they got their, got their bearings and figured it out. And that's really um, the tough place that they're in. But I do think this, this generation of athletes, uh, especially with the NIL deals, but just watching kind of the generations before them um, are a little bit, they're more business savvy. They understand uh, their likeness and, and how to, you know, leverage that and social capital is totally different with social media. So I do think we see a, a more financially savvy uh, athlete nowadays, but with more money becomes more problems. And so those those same issues just get elevated. Hey, I wanted to ask you as you know, I don't know if you uh, still love talking football or not, but, you know, you spend a lot of time in this league and you spend a lot of time in, in, in different systems. Right. And so, so we switched over mm-hmm. to a new audio system today. And, uh, you know, I liken it to maybe a defensive playbook where, you know, you've been playing long enough and we've been doing this radio thing long enough where, uh, you know, there is a base language that we understand. But then when you switch from coordinator to coordinator, everything changes. And and because they were talking about it on on Sunday night with Jalen Hurts, this is his first time as a quarterback with back to back years using the same offensive coordinator and how important that was for him understanding the scheme. And I, I wanted to ask you about that as far as defensive coordinators are concerned, you know, you know, how hard is it since you've been, you know, a player since Pop Warner, you know, how hard is it to to really grasp a new concept that, uh, you know, a, a coach or a coordinator is bringing in? Yeah, the majority of it is language. Um, you know, we can be talking about the same exact concept, uh, but if I don't use your language, then then we can't even connect or, or see it the same way. And that usually takes, you know, a year or two. Um, and that's the first part of learning a new system is just getting the language down packed, especially as a safety or linebacker or quarterback. You're constantly having to give other people orders. You're just trying to learn that. Then that second year, once that, that language is now second nature, that's when you're really starting to evaluate, you know, what you're doing and what you like to do, what you don't like to do. And now you can communicate that in the proper language to your coordinators as well. Um, and that's tough when you've, I played for six different coordinators and it was always the same thing. That first year I had to kind of 
sit back and just kind of learn their system. And then the next year I could uh, have that input and it was more give and take because we were both on the same page and speaking the same language. Well, speaking of language, Malcolm, you were known when you were with the Eagles for being outspoken and, and, and being candid, and uh, I always respected that. I, I loved uh, your point of view and your, your perspective on things. Uh, you're co-hosting the event tonight with, with John Clark, who I think is a really fair and decent reporter. Uh, what was your relationship with the media like, especially when you were here in Philly? What, did you find that um, you were treated fairly? Uh, do you feel like some things were taken out of context? And, and what's your perspective on that now? Uh, fairly is... You know, I, I think I always saw it as uh, a competition, to be honest. And I, I, I didn't see this as something uh, where I could trust people with my words or uh, my thoughts. You know, I, I understand that. Once you give th- these things out, it's not you're not the writers, you're not the reporters, you have no control over how people use your voice. So I was very intentional every time that I spoke. Um, about what I said. And so if I said it, then I meant it. And I don't really recall many times me apologizing (laughs) for anything. And and so, and I was very hesitant to speak on things that I didn't feel comfortable speaking on. Um, And so I never really saw it as like, is it fair or unfair? It's more one of those things like, it's just like going to practice. It's just like going to the games. It's one of the competitions of the day. How can I get through this interview giving, you know, the information that I need to give? Uh, in a way that I know that they can't misconstrue, <laughs> and and that I feel, <laughs> and I feel good about it when I walk away, and that's that was really my approach every day. I want to go talk to you about football again, real quick, because as an, as a lifelong Eagles fan, uh, there's there's a few hits that I've seen uh, in gameplay that like I'll I'll never ever forget. One is uh, Keith Byers on on Pepper Johnson, uh, that was back in the in the eighties. Uh, then in two thousand seven, you were still at Ohio State, so you weren't on the on the Saints, but Sheldon Brown. Uh, hitting uh, Reggie, Reggie Bush, Bush. Yeah. that that was an amazing yeah. one. But uh, the top of my list is is you taking out Brandon Cooks in the Super Bowl. That is my number one <laughs> hit of all time. Over over the over the B dog uh, hitting Crumpler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did that one bring a, a Super Bowl uh, title back to Philadelphia? Because because you right. taking Brandon Cooks out of that game. I think was an absolute game changer, right? You know, they have Rob Gronkowski, and, and that guy is a beast. But, you know, when you eliminate, like, their their wide receiver number one. Speed, yeah. Yeah. And he didn't see you coming, man. <laughs> you know, like, how, how big, do you recall, how big did your eyes get as you were closing in on that hit? Uh, the whole time I was running, I thought I'm thinking to myself like he's he's got to feel me. Like he's got he's going to turn, he's going to see me. And it wasn't until probably like the step before I hit him, I was like, oh, it's it's over with. You he bent him in half. He doesn't feel me at all. It's you, like a lion and a gazelle. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The gazelle's running away from a different lion <laughs> into that <laughs> lion right there. That's what was happening, and, and you Ambush. literally bent him in half. And there's like, you know, I've, and I. I, I, you know, uh, recorded that, and I watched that that game so many times. Uh, and there's another moment. It's before the game. I, I don't remember who was standing in the crowd, but you saw him. It was a celebrity, and you're like, "Yeah, man, oh man, that guy's a front runner." I knew I hated that guy. Do you remember who that was? Steph Curry. Steph Curry. <laughs> it was Steph Curry. Uh, and then, so come to find out, he's like, it wasn't even like a Patriots hoodie he had on. It was like some foundation for. Like he was raising money for some people. Oops. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm pregame. I got 300 milligrams of caffeine in me. I just see yeah. red, uh, red, 
a red hoodie. I'm like, you know what? He's a front runner. Nobody <laughs> didn't like that guy. <laughs> so good. Me against the world. It's uh, crazy. Uh, real quick, Malcolm, before we let you go, just uh, this season's been incredible this year. Your take on what you've seen and what you think is going to happen for the Eagles. Yeah, no, it's been a it's been a fun ride. Um, I'm, I, I was glad when we got off the undefeated train um, mm. because I think that the reality of the season is right in front of us, right? Mm. So it's been a, a great ride. But if you look at the next month uh, of what they got, um, it's going to define the season and, mm. and who they are. Um, and, and it's a game of attrition. And I think, you know, we're starting to get a few guys banged up, so we're going to have to really test the depth of this squad. And I think if they make it through that, then, you know, then it's that time where you, you really got something. Yeah. Uh, and that's, but that's with everybody. December is that time where you really find out who that team, who your teams are. Mm. Uh, and I think this will be the toughest stretch that they've had uh, to date. Yeah, you know what they need help with is their special teams. And I know that uh, back in your playing days that, uh, you know, our special teams need help. And you stepped up. I mean, you're, you're start, our starting safety. And uh, and you're like I'm I'm going to do special teams because we need it, you know. And uh, I you know I don't know if a lot of people realize that that uh, that you were the one uh, you asked to play special yeah. teams, right? Yeah. Well, I always play special teams. I didn't. I think the only two years I didn't play special teams in my career was the last two years when I was with the Saints. But I've always played uh, at least a few units, okay. um, just because you know that's I can, right? It's like when you're trying to win, it's an important play. Um, and you do what you can, obviously, to within the means of your uh, ability to not get fatigued. Yeah, that um, especially you know kickoffs are it's scary, man. <laughs> you got some some big boys out there going at full speed. And I was at uh, one of your joint practices in minicamp. Uh, um, it was against the Ravens, and I was at the ground level when you guys were doing like uh, kickoff returns. And I wish I could remember the the name of the uh, receiver that was uh, that was for the. But I was like, that, this guy's a monster. And Clint McUpchuck. It was it was Clint McUpchuck. And no. and you know, here's a guy that is going full speed in the opposite direction of eleven other guys coming full speed at you. It's it's a it's a pretty uh, you know nasty uh, scenario. And and I know that the NFLs tried to. You know, install some rules that you know, you know, the le- lessens the injuries and stuff like that. But you know, it is a pretty insane play that happens quite often. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys, we're not going to act like we haven't watched football <laughs> for decades upon decades, and now the kickoff is yeah. upsetting. It's like, yeah, we're going, you know, we're going to tighten it up as much as much as we can. We need, to, a violent sport. That's a, yeah, we need to violent, eliminate that kickoff. It's really, it's mucking up the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's out there. It's like getting rid of it, or but we're going to get rid of a bunch of jobs when you do that. Right. right. Yeah. Let's yeah. keep it, and and you know we'll be all right. Well, listen, we want they to got send... rid of the three-man wedge and all of that stuff. We'll be fine. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, we want to send people out to the event. It's tonight at Xfinity Live. Six o'clock is when it starts, and it's called the Fantasy Blitz. Uh, you can get tickets at eventbrite.com, and uh, the funds are going to benefit the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation. But uh, fantasy football, and you can you can uh, talk, you know, with uh, with Malcolm about, uh, you know, picks and all this other Although, not a good idea since he's in last place. But anyway. <laughs> 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 people probably know what they're talking about. Injured. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, we wish. Yeah, you... but if... Go ahead. I appreciate it. But if anybody wants to, you know, volunteer or just see what the foundation does, catch up, donate, uh, you can go to the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation.org or TMJF.org. 
uh, and see everything that the foundation is doing. Nice. Excellent. All right. Well, have a great time. Thanks for being good in uh, Philly, and we love having you on today. Thank you, Malcolm Jenkins. Everybody. Yay! Appreciate you guys. All right. We'll see you later. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we can get to details and uh, tickets at eventbrite.com. So it's going to be cool. Um, we got a couple minutes, right? Yeah, we do. To, to play with. We're, uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time this morning, we have a new um, system, a new uh, operating system for everything. All the everything you hear on the air, other than our voices, uh, goes through this operating system. Everything's digital, and, and uh, this is a, a brand new piece of equipment. And it happens... Uh, if you've been in the business long enough, occasionally they'll bring in a, a whole new operating system. Oh, or yeah. It a brand new mixing console or something. You have to learn all these things. And the only way, you can you can tinker with it off air, but you don't know until you get on. That's it. And you start really <laughs> uh, instituting it. And so today's day one for us. Pierre had his day one yesterday. Yes. Heard it went well. It, it, Pierre himself did a little bit of rewiring. I saw him with oh, a soldering gun. Oh, yeah. Okay. And <laughs> oh, he jumped under the console. Yeah, Dude, I saw that I too. think the capacitor's <laughs> out. He was he was goofing around with the damn gun, and the engineers just like seriously put it down. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, he never put it down. He yeah. didn't. He, no, no, no. As a matter of fact, he he, he he took this impact driver uh, and and he starts putting it onto the granite. And I was yeah. like, dude, Stop. you are going to snap the yeah. granite. Yeah. yeah it, you're going to crack what, this the countertop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. no. And Pierre's clearly, Pierre. Yeah. I use I use that tool to sink hooks into cement. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, you've never actually used one of these things because yeah. if you did, you wouldn't be putting it down onto the... Uh, he was having fun. The engineers were having a lot less fun yeah. during that moment. Oh, my God. Could you see Pierre doing, like, a, a firearms instruction class right. or something He'd be like, like that, that. DEA agent who shot himself, well, shot yeah. himself in the I, leg. I've been at Camp Out for Hunger where, like, SWAT team comes out <laughs> and they hand him a gun and, and he's, he's waving it around. With his finger on the trigger. <laughs> Officers, you don't know what you're doing. It's not an act. Don't let that man... In the same room. Oh, dear. With any, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, anyhow, so we're coping with that, so we appreciate your uh, your patience on that. Uh, there is a piece of music uh, that Casey got a while back, and we never had a chance to play it, um, and it was from a listener. Yeah. And I don't know, is his name Joey Cassidy? Yes. That is, that's all that I know. That's a great name. That's all you need to know. But he wrote uh, a song, and... Uh, it's about us. Oh, yeah. and oh, is this from a while ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yes. remember. Okay, yeah. like have you guys all heard it? Like I yeah. have. Yeah. I have not. I like it. Uh, yeah. So here's the deal. The beginning of the song is very redundant, and I only it, my initial listen. I think I only gave it 15 seconds, and yes. I was like, "Well, look at Bill like, Withers. I know, I know, I know." <laughs> and that became a hit. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't start with "I know." <laughs> yeah. And, admittedly, Casey yeah. only listened to a little bit. He's like, "Ah, yeah, song and very good." And I was like, "Well, let me listen to it." And we listened to more of it. I'm like, "This is actually pretty good." Yeah. yeah. So I haven't heard it in weeks, so I don't remember okay. how good it is, but I thought we should play this. We should. Yeah. Okay, so this is for Joey Cassidy, and uh, let's <laughs> see how this goes. At this point, you probably stopped because he said Gadzooks too many times. Yeah, I was like, we're good. All right.
eventually. Yeah. Yo, boss. Let me tell you guys something. Early in the morning, I'm still yawning. I walk out the door and across the lawn. And I start up my car. I put on MMR. Preston and Steve are talking things bizarre. I roll up to Wawa. Go get a coffee. I tune back in and hear the voice of Kathy. She tells me about the traffic on my morning commute. Then I throw up my hands and I yell, Get Zooks. Get Zooks. Get Zooks. Preston that's the chorus, obviously. It don't matter if it's Monday. It don't matter if it's Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> it could even be a thirsty Thursday. Or, thank God, it's Friday. Doesn't matter what day of the week, because I'm turning the dial to And open the door Such a gentleman Fake proposed on April Fool's But the real day that you asked me Got me day drunk and dropped your knee In front of both of our families Tenny show, you're my world I 
know that I'm such a lucky girl. It's safe to say I loved you right away. My best friend and biggest fan. We love our pranks and we love to laugh. I'm grateful for your love every day. Won't forget when we said I do on WMMR. Like it was no fuss and totally us, and we never had to pay for a venue or open bar. <laughs> you love my peach cobbler, we love camping and drinking Jack. You're my hardworking, sweet and patient boy, cat hating man. All right, so I don't know where else it goes, but they mentioned us at MMR. I yes. thought that was pretty cool. The part uh, with us is really good. <laughs> oh, you didn't like the rest of it? No, it's cute. Uh, I thought, I'm a huge country fan. What a great idea, yeah. though. Yeah. And it's not that expensive. Like How much do you think? Um, I, I, I only know Krista makes from less than Jake does, and I think it's like... $200, oh, dude, like that? you know what? Kyle needs to do that. There you go. Oh, he could yes, do he yeah, does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know if Kyle, would, uh, Kyle, I know you sing, but do you write, do you uh, play an instrument or write you music? Can, yeah, you can just use do. other people's, right? You can. Like, yeah. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't think use you the can... people's tracks, you mean? Yeah. And like just record if, over if them? If you have public domain and they sell them, public domain. Uh, you know, rights-free music. Right, uh, yeah, because if you're getting, if you're receiving money, right. you, you can't take... But if you use, you can use public domain stuff, right? Right. Or, okay. Which is like happy birthday and things like that. Mm. But there are free there's, music. Like, well, I don't know. There's there services are, there that are, you can... Yeah, there's services you can buy. Yeah. You uh, can buy, there are, in fact, there are royalty-free... Yeah, uh, libraries. Yes, libraries that yeah. are made for that, where yeah. people can add their own lyrics. Yeah, Kyle, do you uh, write anything? You play? I mean, I, I write lyrics. Uh, I mean, for, you know, you guys. Yeah, I, mean, no, I, know I that, wrote jingles I... for you guys, but uh, musically, instrumentally, I am not a. You're a, a singer of any kind. I'm just, I just focused all my efforts on learning how to sing. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know, I write goofy stuff. I'm sure I could write something, you know, you know, funny or or, uh, you play or, or any... sentimental like that. But do you have? A, do you play any... instruments? Uh, do you have somebody you could collab with who plays? That, that is what I would need is, that's, is a collaborator. You know, so a partner. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like Lizzo? Thing. Could you collab with Lizzo? Uh, you, maybe. <laughs> I think she's busy with Peloton right now. But, uh, yeah, I would, I would love to have a writing partner. All right. All right. All right. I'll do it. So, and, you know, I think I might do something Casey's like that. Casey's getting what you're... Casey would gladly do it. Yeah. So that we... He understands that you're actually begging him, Casey, to compose. Casey, would I'm you like... be my writing partner? <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Don't... I'm embarrassing I... myself by asking Don't you. subordinate yourself. Casey yeah. could add some uh, some uh, harmonies, too, because he's, uh, he's always singing along. Yeah, but I can't harmonize. You can't harmonize? No, no, I can't. I'm horrible at it. Okay. Yeah. Well, no. by yourself, it's hard. Yeah. No, I mean, like, if you were to sing and I, you, wait, I, had wait, wait. To, I had to jump in and harmonize with you. I'm going to punch a hole right in your theory right now. Ready? Okay. Three, two, Both. one. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. What's the favorite song that you wrote for our show? Because I safe love Taco Taco. Safe flight repair. You didn't write that. Uh, foot juice. Foot juice is great. Yeah. Uh, but I love Taco Taco Taco, the Spanish. Espanol? Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. And I, I actually, quote unquote, wrote the music as well. Right. With GarageBand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't just that, uh, some stuff. Was that a, a Kevin Federline ripoff? Yeah, because he did Popo Zao. Right. But Which was the big hit. Foot juice was excellent. Yes. It was very clever. You went for it. Oh uh, well, uh, Chubby Back was pretty good, Chubby too. Chubby Back wasn't bad. That was no, just my, fl- the, the Flyers song is Fly like the Flyers. Fly like the Flyers. Oh, the video for Fly Like the Flyers. <laughs> that, that might be my like favorite. Flyers, flying, <laughs> flying, 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 flyers, flyers, fly. We're some good ones. By the way, 
The last time they really had substantial uh, traction yeah. was when that song was came out. Yeah, essentially, they're a minor league team right now. It so might no. be time to re- reintroduce <laughs> right. that. Hang on here. Purposely out of tune, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you do sing. You sing off key on purpose. I remember that. You really go off key on one of these. Coming up here. Yeah. It's right here. Fly like the flyers. Fly and fly and fly and fly and fly and fly and fly the addition. You were, the on, building. you were focused on the on the building in that video, Casey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was. I was preoccupied with uh, Casey's shirt being unbuttoned. Casey's gut. Oh my god, that's that so was damn good. Just classic. They they must have been. That was the uh, that was the Stanley Cup run, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. If I remember, yeah. If you recall, the song certainly held. Yeah, because uh, Murph put that. Uh, you know, he made the music video and he he put in. Uh, Highlights from the Flyers that year, and mm-hmm. they had that one that goal from Mike Richards where the goalie yeah. came out of the uh, out of the net. That was against the Canadians. Yeah, that's yep. that good. I was, I missed that. That was awesome. Um, hey, real one uh, quick thing I want to mention. Then we got to take a break and come back in a second. But uh, our friends from uh, Fishtown Pickle Project. Oh yeah. yes, uh, they uh, have released the information about their seven feast of the seven pickles. And it's the new Gabagool edition. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, and the uh, a portion of the proceeds are going to be fed um, fill abundance in care of the Camp Out for Hunger, uh, which is pretty cool. So on behalf of the President Steve Show, Camp Out for Hunger. Very nice. Uh, so it's coming up. So I wanted to, to mention this. And, and if you don't know what the Feast of the uh, Seven Pickles, the Gabagool edition, is uh, seven... <laughs> Pickle-centric dishes paired with wines, and so uh, Nikki and Mike and uh, they've uh, they've partnered up with some uh, some crew that are going to bring it back for a second year, and they're going to partner with the uh, Pafudo Philly and Mural Art uh, Mural City Cellars in Fishtown, and uh, they're going to have four seatings, ninety minutes each, beginning at five with the final seating at nine thirty. A lot of pickles. And it's going to be on Tuesday, December 20th. So I have to go to this. You, you yeah, have to go this year. You, you got to go too. Yeah, I went last year. Remember they had to reschedule it because of COVID? Yeah. Maybe they'll let you ring the pickle. And um, then I guess I couldn't for the rescheduled. Uh, uh, I, so I didn't make it no. at all. So. And it's not just like, you're not just eating a pickle. Like, they're making dishes that include a pickle on them or pickled relish or pickled or radishes. Pickled blueberries or, yes. or, yeah, it's not just pickles. And mm. I think they're including your pickles in it, Preston. Oh, yes. Yes. The greatest pickle ever made. It's quite an honor. Uh, so it's seven pickle-centric Italian-themed small plates with charcuterie, caprese, uh, arancini, pasta, seafood, and desserts. Mm. Oh, I just don't like pickles. <laughs> Wait, what was that, Casey? That's from Kids in the Hall. I just don't like pickles. Uh, tickets are $55 a piece and a three-glass wine pairing option for additional 20 bucks. And yeah, a portion of the proceeds are going to go to Phil Abundance on behalf of the Camp Out for Hunger. That's nice. Uh, you can go to fishtownpickles.com uh, starting today uh, to get your tickets. I'll go quick. I'll bet you. Uh, it's a very popular event. They went from like two seatings last year to four this year. Yeah. Wow. 
Uh, so if you're interested, That's twice as many. Uh, <laughs> you can now get on board for that. So uh, got to do that. And I wanted to mention that for those guys. All right, uh, let's take a break and come back in. Sorry, <laughs> come back in a moment. And uh, we'll do some more giveaways with uh, Luminature at the Philadelphia Zoo in a little bit. Don't forget his tattoos as well. Text word tattoo to 39333. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wait, what's that? Where was that place Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. Preston and Steve show at about a quarter after nine. Temperature-wise, we're going up to about 50 degrees. Uh, mostly cloudy skies throughout the day, so not the greatest of days. We have warming temperatures tomorrow, high 58. Uh, but rain, expected. To what extent, I'm not really sure. I just see a little cloud icon with drops next to the uh, the temperature. That's the extent of my meteorologic knowledge. It's like old uh, six ABC days with yeah. the color forms. Yep, yep. And then uh, Thursday, cold, sunshine, high only 43. Uh, Friday, 48 and sunny. We'll be up to... The hell that, why did that just stop? You just stopped by... On... <laughs> What's going on? It's only 41 seconds long. Oh, we have a new system we're using, by the way. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Look, look at this, the, yeah. the the bed here. So I'm, I'm pointing out these very yes. specific things. Casey, see what it says, 41 seconds? Yeah, I want to make But it's longer than that. That yeah. music bed is longer than that. Yep. And that's why it just stopped out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So. No, this one says it's 41 seconds long. Get out of here. Get what the... in the hell? Yeah. Nah, there's no way that that's always been 41 seconds long. So there's mm-hmm. a little uh, snafu in that. All right, well, I know that the traffic music works, so let's get a look at traffic with Marissa, who's in for Kathy. And uh, what do we have this morning, Marissa? New Jersey Turnpike northbound near 168. We have road construction. The right lane is closed, causing a jam up there. 55 northbound is slow from North no- Deptford to the 42 freeway. Ben Franklin Bridge westbound from the Toll Plaza to 8th and Vine. Back in Philadelphia, Boulevard is slowing from Broad to Wissahickon, where the roadway is reduced to two lanes. I-95 south uh, from Cotman to Bridge, more traffic or more construction there with only three lanes going getting through. Blue Route uh, slowing 95 to Route 1. 676 is slowing uh, westbound before the Ben Franklin Parkway. 76 uh, westbound from Passion to South, eastbound from the Boulevard to Vine, and PA Turnpike westbound before Willow Grove out to Fort Washington. The traffic report is brought to you by Wawa. Free Coffee Tuesday for Wawa Rewards members are back. Every Tuesday, Wawa Rewards members get a free any size coffee. Gotta have a Wawa. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you, Marissa. So I'm, I'm jotting down notes here because, Casey, look at that. That other one, there's no way that that one's... We, we wouldn't have... Music beds that are that short. Nope. All right, so we got we have stupid. to we have to make these notes now, or we will forget about them later on. So that's why I'm just speaking plainly about this while we're on the air, even though it makes no sense to you, the listener. Right, but in the long run, you're going to benefit from it. Yeah, you might learn something. Yeah, if, if you're, you're not, not careful, <laughs> got a new system today at work. <laughs> Automatically dispenses Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> That could be... Yeah, it'd be uh, very helpful. Though. Yeah, helpful. Glad you can distract them and put the drink down under the dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> Just put your drink over there by the Just dispenser. Just put it there. Yeah, right under there. <laughs> I'm not anywhere near it. It's not like I paid for a dispenser to put the Benadryl in automatically. That'd be ridiculous. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Oh, modern technology. Yeah. That's amazing. What will they think of next? Yeah, yeah, Theo worked on the program. <laughs> Theo. <laughs> Speaking of Theo. Yeah, okay. Yes, there was a character. Uh, that's a good segue, Nick. And unfortunately, <laughs> you. I, I'll probably report this tomorrow morning, but an actor named Clarence Gilliard uh, passed away. He was um, um, a Walker, Texas Ranger. He was uh, he was like Walker's right-hand guy. Yes. Uh, on the show, African American uh, gentleman you've seen in other shows. He's also had a long run on Matlock too, which I didn't know. I didn't watch Matlock. Walker told me I had AIDS. But I remember him. He had a he had a part in the movie Die Hard. Yes, he was kind of like their tech guy. He was oh. running the drill. Who was trying to open up the safe? Yeah, yeah. he was Theo. That was his character's that was his name. Theo. Theo. Yes, it exactly. was Theo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I give you the F. B-I. Listen, when you get back from the Nakatomi plant, so pick me up some bread. <laughs> I remember me. He had the line. Uh, they they shot a like yeah. a, a a missile at uh, yeah. this armored car, and I was like, "Oh, the quarterback <laughs> is toast." Yeah, we always misheard that, and I thought he said that the Horvath is toast. The which, Horvath, the Horvath <laughs> is toast, <laughs> which makes tactical being that attacks office buildings. <laughs> the Horvath. Which makes no sense. It makes yeah. no sense. But that's like how Billy, I heard it. Like he, also, he also says yeah. the, um, uh, he, he's, uh, what is it? He goes, uh, looks, lo- uh, looks like they've got themselves a... An RV or something. Oh, when they're, when oh yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes the, the, poli- the FBI has uh, an RV, or the police have an yeah. RV. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Dude, he was also uh, in Top Gun. He, he was. to kill the Horvath. You know who he was in Top Gun? Yep. After Goose died, he became uh, Maverick's oh. backseat partner. Yeah. And remember, Maverick was like, oh, I can't take the shot. I'm not taking the shot. You know, come yeah. on, man. Take-. And then they're walking, take the they're walking away afterwards. He's like, man, we had him. We could have had him. Right. And he turned around and he goes, I'll shoot when I'm damn well I will ready. I'm goddamn good and ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is I, I he think also, that was him, wasn't it? I was also thinking it was the same guy who, after he sang You Lost That Love and Feeling, the guy who came in and sang the second verse after he walked away with Kevin Oh, Kelly I don't Gillis. know. It's possible. Yeah. Not really sure. says I'm going to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, he passed away. He was 66 oh, years old. That's, That's sad to hear. That sucks. No cause of death. And he was uh, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas College of Fine Arts, uh, shared the news. He was uh, a film and theater professor there. Oh. But he's one of those people, one of those, you know, uh, oh, that guy, you know, yeah. one of those character actors who's been uh, at, in the business for a long time. Walker and, was on for a long time. I mean, the, yeah. the, the original Chuck Norris one. Now there's Walker, Texas Ranger. Now there's Walker. And now there's a uh, Walkerette, a prequel with so a woman. The original that he was on, he was on from 93 to 2001. And he played Jimmy Trevitt. On Walker? Yep. And then from 89 to 93, so before that, uh, he, was in, me I have he was in 85 episodes of Matlock, and he played uh, private, investig- uh, private investigator Conrad McMasters. Hmm. There was that battery commercial a couple of years ago with uh, um, Bruce Willis re- reprising the role, and he was in that too. You remember? It was yes, a, the Die Hard. Advanced Auto Parts, and uh, yeah, the Die Hard battery, and they made a, a And this dude was in that commercial? He was, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's too bad. It's way too young. Only 66. Most definitely. All right. Well, thank you for pointing that out. Um, Pierre will probably do something. Yeah. Uh, most likely. Or force blocker, that guy. Harris <laughs> Gilliard's <laughs> greatest hits. Yep. Uh, Miriam Webster has uh, released their word of the year. They did this uh, yesterday or the day before. What is that ceremony like when they have that? I assume everyone gets dolled up <laughs> yeah. in tuxedos sure. and stuff. Do yeah. the words and show the, up? The words get out of the limos. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, it's their word of the year, and the word is gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, behavior that's mind-manipulating, grossly misleading, and downright deceitful. 
Um, and lookups for the word on Merriam-Webster, excuse me, dot com increased uh, over 1,700 percent. Wow. Uh, in 2022, over the year before, but something else happened. There, here's the deal: a lot of times, they know why these spikes in words happen, and there was not a single event that drove significant spikes in curiosity as it usually goes with the chosen word. It of the just year. seemed to be used in bulk, like it seemed to be used by a lot of people. But there was no one singular. Yeah, the great gaslighting of 2021. No, yeah. nothing like that. So Peter uh, Sokolowski, who is Merriam-Webster's editor at large. Uh, said, said it's a it's a word that has risen so quickly in the English language and especially in the last four years that it actually came as a surprise to me and to many of us. Said it was a word looked up frequently every single day of the year. Um, Blew us away. Yep. So Merriam-Webster's top definition for gaslighting is the psychological manipula- manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception, or reality, or, or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and a dependency on the perpetrator. Did you hear what happened at the award ceremony? They um, inaccurately said that Sump Pump was the winner. So oh, Sump wow. Pump was up at the stand, and oh. then they had to recorrect and say, no, it was gas. It was gas. It was like a La La Land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sump Pump, I, they took it. They took it well. They did. They were yeah. all class all the way. Anyone wow. in the industry of words knows that some pump is all class. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, so I, I told you guys, I used to be afraid of the sump pump. Yes, you kid, did. Right? Yeah. 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 You and I both have negative associations with sump pump because my, my parents told me one time uh, that if a house... The devil, right? Yeah. Something no, 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 down no. no. There. If, oh, if the a devil house... uses a sump pump? No, no, no. If a house has a sump pump in it... It lessens its retail value. And so, some pump. He was looking for a basement to dry. <laughs> they were looking at uh, homes. Uh, we were thinking about moving one time, and my mom's like, "Well, we don't want this place. It's got a sump pump." Well, I think that, I think well, hey, that might be right. It's a tip off. Obviously, it you wouldn't be. have a sump pump unless your your basement leaked. Uh, I could see that. I don't know, but the way that she said it, it was like you know, it's something. Come in here, here, boy. No, no. <laughs> what happened? Uh, for some reason, it said no. We, we we want you to play something else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the new the new system will the actually restart AI. Yeah. That was going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. that was going to be a great time. And Remember then it that? wasn't in the basement, and his feet got wet. <laughs> I think it was me. I think I was the one who thought that there was de- the, go to that, the Home Depot, boy, run, boy, run. That went down to uh, yeah. That uh, that the sump pump led down to hell. <laughs> Or something like uh, that. That was your thought as a kid that the sump pump was a past way to have. There was Maybe. that movie, remember the, um, well, Amityville Horror 3. Yeah. A 3D. Went down to Georgia. He was looking for a, yeah. for a basement to dry. <laughs> yeah, there was a well in the basement. Right. And that, that was, went all the way down to hell. Yeah. In fact, the, the, the a hell spawn came up at the end and yeah. uh, burned half the guy's face off. Yeah, okay. So sump pump was almost the word of the year. <laughs> Not, not even close. It was a top five runner-up? No, I assume. It, it turned in a great performance. I might have been, and I don't think I've ever really used gaslight or gaslighting in a uh, in a sentence. Or but, even in a provincial sort of uh, turn-of-the-century way. But I don't think I, uh, if I were to use it, I, I would have used it properly. I think uh, I didn't realize uh, that I, I, I didn't know what the actual definition was. We have lit yeah. your gas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you, like, um, 
it, for an example, Casey, like a uh, an abused person, someone who is uh, uh, who's constantly put down all the time, uh, starts to believe that. Starts to believe it after yeah. a while that these things that their perpetrators that this person is saying to them is actually true. And, yeah, and uh, being gaslit. Yeah, being I gaslit. just yeah. assumed that it meant like you're going to say something that's going to piss me off. No, it you is, know what I mean. It's it's it's, it's a. Um, it's misleading information. Mm-hmm. You're being mm-hmm. gaslit. Yep. Now I know. Like right. this. Yeah! The gas was lit. By at the way, very moment. <laughs> it shouldn't be lost on anyone that the biggest joy is from Kathy. Oh, I without know. question. Yeah. She's, you can hear her. When she sees One more the, time. the blue flame. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, that really loud scream was Kathy. <laughs> By the way, last year's word was vaccine. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've got the top ten for this year. The top ten. Yes. Oh, wow. in, in no particular order. I don't have them. They're not in a particular order. So, um, But can I use numbers anyway? Uh, yes. Okay. Father. Okay. Uh, number 10 okay, on we're this list, go I guess, or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, actually, nine. Cause number 10. 10. All right. What the hell is that? That was number It's very military. Now we're going to number nine. Number nine. Uh, oligarch. Oligarch. Yeah. Actually, this would be number 10 because number one is um, Gaslight. 10. Oligarch driven by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So these also have like the kickoff point as right. which why people spiked that, and started That's searching. what makes Gaslight such an anomaly. Uh, number nine. Wait, wait, I thought well, we already I, I, did. No, I, uh, number one is we've already given away, so I was wrong. <laughs> okay. okay. Number nine. You didn't you. want to use numbers. I made you use numbers. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> what the f***? Uh, Omicron. Uh, the persistent COVID-19 variant and the 15th letter of the Greek alphabet. And the brother of Voltron. And the brother of Voltron. Omicron. Oh. Wasn't Omicron the big villain in uh, Transformers the movie, the animated movie in 1984? Oh, I don't know. Voiced by uh, Orson Welles, or am I completely off? Possible. I know Orson Welles uh, did Tinky Winky. (laughs) That's not true. A purse in my hands, (laughs) which is really just a utility bag. Uh, Nick is looking that up now. So there was a, an animated movie. I went and saw it for my birthday in 1984, and Peter Cullen voiced Optimus Prime. He still does. Ultra Magnus, uh, Orson Welles, was, he, Ratchet, Jazz, Springer, Gimlock, Hoist, Perceptor, <sighs> Hound, Cyclonus. I got to look up Orson Welles. Yeah, okay. look up Orson Welles. Yeah, look up Orson Welles. Orson Welles voiced a character yeah. for real. You Absolutely. sure? No. That's Cuba Gooding. Oh, Orson Welles. He played Vagina, one of the Transformers. Unicron, not Omicron. Oh, well, that would be close. And it was this uh, planet-destroying uh, Transformer, and uh-huh. uh, he was, like, as big as a planet and scared the crap out of me. Okay. Anyway, back uh, to you, Preston. Omicron. Uh, number eight. Okay. Or is it? Yeah. Yeah, number eight. Wait, nine, eight. No, this is number seven. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> sorry. There we go. Seven. All right. Uh, codify. Codify. Uh, as My in, favorite kind of fish. And they think it was in turning abortion rights yeah. into federal law. Codify. Codify. <laughs> what exactly? Spotify. <laughs> Plotify. Superfly. Solidify. Uh, by the way, what what? How would you define codify? To uh, to solidify, to firm up, to firm up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, queen consort at number six. Oh, oh, you're yeah. the one that wanted yeah. the numbers. Uh, you are. I'm ready. Queen consort. Right. Uh, what King it's Charles? Like, uh, the, the, the the king has the snort dort, <laughs> and the queen has the console. <laughs> the royal snort dort. The royal snort dort. Yeah. <laughs> the royal snort dort. 
and the queen consort. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what King Charles's wife Camilla right. is newly right. come to be known as. Yes. Okay. So that is that is her title. Uh, number five. Well, <laughs> to be honest, this this is a good um, exercise in our new system because that's why you'll hear me hit random things as I'm looking for on my page. I, I'm dealing with my touch screen here, which is actually laid out very well. Mm-hmm. So I have big buttons now that uh, just a couple of things are, I'm figuring out. But yes, I think this is a good workout. Okay, uh, number five, I think, is what we were on. Five! Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Why don't they say number five? Because uh, in the song, it oh. does not everyone oh, right. proceeds with uh, okay. with yeah. number. It, sometimes they just say five. Anyway, uh, Raid. Raid! And they think that it was the, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old commercial was yeah. it. Like, yeah, Raid! Raid! Chase it, Raid! That animated uh, termite or whatever the uh, hell it is, yeah. By the way, the wasp spray for Raid. Uh-huh. You know how far that thing shoots? Yes. Like, like 50 like feet. 25 feet, something yeah. like that. It's it's badass. So you can like get you, it in a soffit if you need. Like a soffit? Yeah, the, when the you're soffit. spraying on the side of the house. Yep. What's a soffit? It's like a snort torch, <laughs> but for your own a residential Nothing. Buckingham Palace. Nothing soffit. What's up with you? No, it is the, the it, like where like the, the vents? No, like okay. the roof comes down and then you have the gutter and then it's. The wheels on the... It's like the underneath, the eave, the overhang. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know it was a shotgun. Oh, Uh So they think that Raid... Raid! Raid! Uh, ...was uh, sparked by the uh, raid, the search on uh, Donald Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago home. Right. Uh, uh, so people started... Uh, like, like you didn't know what a, a raid was? For how, how many years ago was that? This is this year. Oh, this year. Okay, these are that the makes top, sense. These are the top I thought ten. we were going back in years. Like, how do they do? No, these are the top ten, dude. Ooh, man. This wow, year. very exciting. And that was number five, by the way. Okay. Well, oh, I, uh, thought, I, I thought you were at five again. Well, I was ready for number four, but okay. I, I got you, Beef. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, sentient. Right. And they, Where? They, they believe that it was uh, uh, lookups brought on by Google's. Uh, canning the engineer who claimed an yes. unreleased AI system had become sentient. Do you remember this story? No. It's very chilling. So mm-hmm. the the uh, the sentient program that they had come up with, the AI program, acted like a petulant eight-year-old ah. and actually expressed a desire not to die. As oh. So it was basically talking in terms of finality its own mortality yeah and that's when everything goes in the crap steve do you have a pop culture reference in mind because i do when it comes to the word sentient skynet that's exactly yeah yeah cyberdyne i was gonna say skynet skynet is correct and then there's aquanet wait what's the difference between cyberdyne and and uh they're both related yeah the one grew into the other I, i forget which one came first okay Cyberdyne or the other guy. Okay. Or Quinine. Skynet. And that was from one. Terminator uh, 2. Terminator. Terminator 2. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. a, this kind of thing. <laughs> we got the su- gas lighting and, this, and the, the raids and there's the kind of insects that run away from the sulfates. I think Cyberdyne was uh, like the, the present day uh, existence and then that grew into Skynet because uh, John Connor, when he's a little kid, he's yeah. got, we got Cyberdyne by the balls now. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Actually, now I think we're on number four. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This is the most inaccurate, accurate list ever. Uh, no, the list is accurate. Just the oh. count of it is off because there's no numbers on there's it. There's no, no words numbers. On it. Uh, cancel uh, culture. Uh, and that's more than one word, but I guess queen consort was too. Yeah. But these are the uh, most searched words. Uh, but cancel culture we know. 
it is what it is. Right. All right, number three. Number three. Thank you. <laughs> I was hitting the button. Uh, LGBTQIA. Oh, uh, which IA? Uh, IA is intersex and asexual, or. Uh, aromantic or agender, depending on which one you want to use. So it's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, or an intersex and asexual. Mm. What, is, what does intersex mean? I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. It's like a soffit on the side of your house. Okay. Uh. <laughs> but I, I also don't know, uh, and I'm just trying to evolve as a, as a human, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what uh, queer means as opposed to, like, gay or... Le- I, I always thought that that was... Gay or lesbian was queer. Mm-hmm. Is, is am I right? Am I half right? There are there are some um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for details or um, uh, nuances. Nuances. Thank you. That um, I'm not fully clear on as well. And I've got people in the LGBTQIA community that live in my very house. Right. And so some of them I'm still not 100 percent okay up to speed on exactly what it all means. Uh, so I couldn't I couldn't tell you. All right. Yeah, well, not really sure. Just so shut up. <laughs> yeah, we'll get off but my case. Hey, hey. Uh, are you looking that up, hey. Nick? No. Or yeah, some people. Okay, some people are intersexed with ambiguous genitalia, and sometimes the mo- with mosaic chromosomes. Which some cells are XX, others are XY. Do gynecologists have to decide? An intersex person is at least fifty-one percent female. Before providing care, so this is a you're looking this up on a uh, medical. Yeah, this is the medical terminology, vagina. and so I there guess if you were born with a vagina, uh, it has to clap do with, your hands. <laughs> if you were born with a vagina, clap your hands. It has to do with people who are. You guys are clapping. Hands. I know. I was like, I shouldn't I be the only one? <laughs> yeah, the horse is solo. I was doing it for you. You have to do it for you. Somebody has to do it. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then there's one more where this is number two. Okay, uh, number two uh, is Lomi. What? L O A. Aren't you leaving out a B? L O A M Y. No. Oh. Uh, and well, <laughs> below me. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you. Uh, which many <laughs> Wordle users tried to back in August thought the right word that day was clown. What's that? That's the dumbest explanation I've ever heard. Oh, okay. So uh, people tried using that word. They tried. Lomi? Spelling Lomi, L-O-A-M-Y, which I guess is not really a word. Yes, it is. Oh, it is? Yeah. What is it? Uh, consisting of soil, sandy, coarse molding. Oh. It's like um, a sofa. Uh, it's a it's, lot like it's that. It's a mixture. Yeah. Sandy! <laughs> Denoting or related. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yes. Oh, so containing hummus, it says. I think this is a good explanation of queer versus gay lesbian, too, Casey. Okay. Uh, sometimes it's generational. Sometimes queer signifies more fluidity of sexual preferences, uh, whereas gay slash lesbian, you are there's less rigidity. Um, okay, yeah. So it's all even this term is fluid. Correct. The, the, fluid is fluid. The LGBTQIA is is kind of a fluid thing as well. It's 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 all it's kind of depends on what community in and mm-hmm. how you perceive it. And right. So on, so. It's like how boot you to bonnet. Yeah. yeah. How you identify? That. Yeah. That. Absolutely. And what's number one, Preston? Number one. Hang on. We already, we already know what it is. Yeah, yeah here we, we do. Go. Uh, here we go. Number one. Uh, it's Gaslight. Here we go. Hey. Making go. a return. So we made it Welcome through. back, old friend. And we got it. I, w- I wanted to, while we do have a couple more minutes, I had mentioned uh, Queen Consort. Yes. Um, and uh, Great album. The Queen Consort, uh, the women who will support her, Camilla, yeah. 
uh, as she carries out her key official and state duties have been announced by Buckingham Palace. The Spice Girls, isn't it? No, it is oh. not. But there are six companions, and they are they are going to be called Queen's Companions. Not traditional ladies in waiting, which right. they were. She doesn't get to. that, but she is as a queen consort. She's up there. Yes. Uh, so, in addition to her private secretary and deputy private secretary, Buckingham Palace said that uh, they will not be uh, ladies in waiting. They are considered queen's companions. They are Camilla's trusted friends, uh, Sarah Trofton, Sarah Trofton, Jane. Who is quite the rocker. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Tofton and the Sarah Tofton Rock Band. No. <laughs> Sarah Tofton on lead guitar. What's Sarah's sleep number? <laughs> uh, Sarah Tofton, Jane von Westenholtz. Jane von Westenholtz. And uh, Fiona the Marchioness of Lansdowne. Fiona the Marchioness of Lansdowne. Who is a professional interior designer. Who is a professional interior decorator. Yes. Uh, Lady Catherine Brooke. Lady Catherine Brooke of the House of Brooke. uh, Baroness Carolyn Chisholm. Baroness Carolyn Chisholm. Uh, No, not Chisholm. (laughs) No. Chisholm. Julie (laughs) Jerkoff. Excuse me. (laughs) I did not mean to imply that's how you gain sexual pleasure. The sixth is Camilla's close friend, Lady Sarah Keswick, Whose husband, Sir Chips Keswick... Sir Chips Keswick? Yes, retired as the Arsenal chairman in 2020 after spending 15 years on the board at the North London Football Club. Bucky Granville. (laughs) Sir Chips Keswick is his name. Enos Uh, Coppenshire. There's more. Oh, oh, there is more? Yeah, there's more. Okay. Uh, Major- Buford T. Ridgeway. Uh, <laughs> Major Ollie Plunkett. Right. Major Ollie Plunkett of the Rifles. These are uh, all real people? Yeah. Right. Has been appointed. I.P. Daly. Uh, has been. Emerson Biggins. <laughs> Wilma Fingerdoo. I cut your cock off. Michael Hunt? Michael Hunt. Adolf Oliver. Claude Balls. <laughs> Amanda Huggenkiss? Ben Gay. Uh, so, Major Ollie Plunkett of the Rifles uh, has been appointed Camilla's equerry. All right. And, uh, is, Where's is, my friggin' equerry? It is believed his role is to look after her horses. diary and accompany her at official events. Her horses keep diaries? No. Oh. Uh, so I don't know why uh, is an equerry horse related. I saw it, thought equine. Me too, uh, but apparently that's not the case. Uh, some of the queen's companions will appear publicly with her for the first time at a violence against women and girls reception at Buckingham Palace. Hosted by Wilma Fingerdoo. Um, it is <laughs> believed the work of the queen's companions will be similar to, but not as extensive as that carried out by the queen's ladies in waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's thought that they are likely to be in attendance less regularly than the Queen's ladies-in-waiting were and, on certain occasions, may attend an engagement instead of a private secretary or a deputy private secretary. Well, as depicted in The Crown, the people that um, occupy these positions are are revered. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, and you basically commit your life to it. 
I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're kind of on call all the time. Did you see the episode yet that it introduces uh, Dodi Fayed and uh, No, I haven't daughter? gotten that far. It's no, really, I, I, really good. I kind of tapped out um, when it became a lot of what I remembered anyway. Mm-hmm. I found what I was not aware of the more interesting. And then it, as it started to become history that I was very aware of, it's uh, like I... I don't know. It just wasn't as interesting to me. Well, it's the the one about Fayette is great. Is it? Yeah. Uh, because it shows his father as a kid and how he had admired the um, uh, the monarchy. Yeah, yeah. And wanted to kind of fashion his life after that and okay. worked his way up the chain very, very slowly. Right. And very, very uh, um, methodically, methodically, and and intently, and uh, and just seemed like a good person. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it, and it, they, they they portraying him that way. And just became a tremendous success all on his own doing. And it is really impressive. They own Harrods, right? Harrods, yeah. yeah, yeah and it shows yeah. how he eventually right. uh, bought that. Yeah. And, and it was... Uh, did you get a chance to get over there? I did not. It's a pretty... I had probably... Yes. I did too. Well, I, I went on our uh, vacation, Claire and I had taken oh, okay, before. Yeah. But they had... The, the the two greatest hot chocolates I've ever had in my life. <laughs> One is at the uh, the Polar Express, the uh, Coburg Dale... Polar Express Railroad run, uh, which I'm doing this Saturday, and at that location, Harrods, Preston, it was the most rich. It was yeah. the richest. You were. Ba- it was almost like drinking heated, incredible Syrup. pudding. Yeah, yeah that's kind of when, when yeah. I was in uh, Paris. Same thing. I was like, I, I felt like it I was. was- a meal. Drinking, like, heated, like, Hershey's syrup. Yeah. It was good. It was amazing. I loved it. I want to go back just for that. Mm. Uh, by the way, the uh, there is still a role for the ladies-in-waiting who worked for the Queen. Lady Susan Hussey, uh, Mary Morrison, and Dame Annabelle Whitehead. Annabelle Queefery. <laughs> Annabelle. Murder Moose Knuckle. Uh, so, uh, Dame Annabelle Whitehead, that's yeah, will now be known as Ladies of the Household. Zelda Zitface. Uh, they continue Pimple Pulse to assist the king in hosting formal occasions at Buckingham Palace, as they have done recently. Uh, Camilla carried out several engagements last week as Queen Consort, including her first state banquet in her new role. Uh, she and the Princess of Wales uh, paid tribute to the late Queen when they joined. She's like Aquaman. Uh, the King and the Prince of Wales at a white tie event in honor of the South African president. Um, so, yeah. So she's got her, her essentially her staff now. When you walk around the, and you don't get to see, like, for example, you go to Buckingham Palace, you don't get to see the um, a lot of the real residency, that, you know. the mm-hmm. uh, But um, every room that you're in all the time is a museum piece. Sure. Yeah. It's not like you can't, you know, walk around <laughs> your, your PJs, you know. Mm, sure. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to eat my I'm going to eat my cereal in this room. No, it's essentially yeah. a museum yeah, 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 that, yeah. that they live in. Steve, when I went to uh, Windsor Castle years ago. I think you went as well, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, Windsor and, was great, yeah. Uh when um, it, uh, the queen when she was still alive, yeah. uh, loved staying there. There was I think her favorite residence. And so um when she I went there with with my ex-wife and son and we got a tour, but it's like it's you're touring somebody's home, right. and they are living there, They're there. too, you know. Yeah. It's, it's pretty remarkable. You guys ever been to Versailles? Yeah. I went there. I have not. I was like 19 years old, and I went to Europe with my sister, and like I had no interest in it whatsoever. Would you now? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. I just wanted, you could drink at 19, <laughs> you know, at, at any age there, and I just wanted to go out and party. It's That's massive. I wanted to yeah, do. the gardens are nice. Where's the booze? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. 
And I was like, oh, God, it's another big room, whatever, man. Yes, I see all the gold. And yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I was really a pain in the ass about it. Where's but, the liquor cabinet? <laughs> yeah, totally. There's got to be some booze in this joint somewhere. The French. This place is huge. <laughs> people love wine. <laughs> they give it to kids. Yeah. I made out with a girl at Versailles. Really? <laughs> at Versailles? Yeah, yeah, when I was a French exchange student. Your hat says rusty. <laughs> <laughs> rusty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nick. I will miss you on your return to the United States. <laughs> Celine. I will think of running my fingers through your ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were hanging out on the grounds. So you Tell me a- again about that underwater city. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's got a beret the size of a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever wear a beret while you were there? No, no. I did. He got, to, though you did have a, uh, you were taken ill. You had a, a, I had a yeah, appendicitis. appendicitis. Yeah, yeah, yeah I went That's to, better than a beret. I, yeah, I passed <laughs> out, but speaking of berets and Rusty, I passed out on the Eiffel Tower on the uh, deuxième étage. Speaking oh, of that, man. I bought a beret out in front of the Eiffel Tower. Did you really? Yes. Did it say Casey on it? No. Oh, it say no. Rusty. It, did you ever, uh, when do you ever wear that? I, n- I don't. Like, okay. I think I might have even given it to my mom, but I bought a green beret. You did get a baguette, right? I, I got many baguettes. That's awesome. And croissants. You and brought croissants. me a croissant. Yep, I did that. I got mm-hmm. an eclair. I got uh, uh, hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of wish I could pull off a beret. Oh, yeah. You, you can do whatever you want, Preston. I know, but no. You don't think you see yeah. yourself as a hat man? Uh, I mean, I... Like I, a fedora? I, well, okay, so I have a hat at home. I have a Beatles hat. Um, and it's it's kind of like it's like a Ringo hat. There's my hat. Uh, and John wears one too. Like in in um, uh, in uh, Hard Day's Night. There's my hat. And uh, I was putting it on the other day. I was wearing it around the house just for fun. <laughs> and I was asking. I've Rochelle, got COVID. Rochelle said she liked it. Oh really? And of course, for me, it's too big because I have a tiny head. But I, there are. And here's it. I came to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I can't wear hats because I'm at a stage in my life. I used to wear a baseball hat all the time. Now, I wear a baseball hat when I play golf. Right. Every time. Always do. Uh, it's yeah. functional for me. You know, it shades things. And I, I have a, a ball marker that I keep on the brim of the hat that to draw on your ball. <clears throat> and, um, but I've realized that I'm of an age where I can't wear a hat that's too young for me. Okay. And I can't wear an older hat mm-hmm. either because like the a older hat. hat. Well, yeah, a pork yeah. pie hat or a fedora right. or, or, or a Jeff cap or something like that. It just makes me look way too old Aww. for my liking. I don't. So I and d- I kind of like hats. Yeah. You know? I, 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 I've never been yeah, able to a rock guy. a hat. Yeah, yeah I, I do like. Um, you like a winter hat. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, not, yeah. not a fashion Like cat. a cat. No, right, right, uh, th- right. that I do dig. And I, I uh, what do they call the, um, the? Uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name, but it's. it's Describe it. It's it's, it's basically ski. Uh, when you're skiing, you wear it. it your eyes are available, but it. it it's oh, a ski mask. mask. Balaka- 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 yeah. Baklava. Baklava. Yeah. I love putting baklava no, on my I baklava. actually wore one. <laughs> I wore one of those on Wednesday. I went for a little bike ride. It was a little cold. Yeah. So I put a baklava on. Yeah. yeah. It was good. I think they're good. Hey, I got a quick question for you guys. What came first, baseball or the baseball cap? Uh, That's they, a great question. We need a sport for this hat. Yeah. That's a good question. I wonder. We've got all these helmets. We need to invent a sport. No, I wonder if I wonder if they created that type of hat just for you the know game. people to keep uh, the sun out of your eyes for whatever reason. Well, but, I mean, that's the, the function. Invented. That's the function of the hat, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, they had those long brims, like in the sandlot. Oh, my God. They had the really yeah. long brim. Uh, Nick is looking up baseball cap right now. Maybe we can find out the... Uh, the yeah. history. It's the latest rage. It's the baseball cap. <laughs> yes. It was invented for the sport to prevent uh, shield. You know, so so the players can shield their eyes. Okay, so for the sport, yes. specifically. Okay. As the young men don their baseball caps, they take to the floor to dance with their sweethearts. <laughs> Everyone joins in, and they're putting the baklava on their head. <laughs> Steve, you know what the first team to wear the baseball cap was? The Brooklyn Excelsiors. Oh, wow. The yeah. Brooklyn Excelsiors. And they uh, formed in 1854, and they started wearing them in the 1860s. Wow. That's, I uh, okay. I, yeah, I thought, um, I was. Jebediah Gooden was an outfield on that team. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was, it had some other function before that, and then uh, became part of the sport afterwards. But so sport came first. Okay. Sport or not a sport. All right, fair enough. Nice. All right, well, we need to take a I'm break. I'm Snyder. <laughs> sport or not a sport. Everyone we- loves this sport in we- and of itself. We do need to take a break. Do we? Yeah, we do. I guess we do. All right, and we need to give away a uh, pair of passes for Luminature at the Philadelphia Zoo. All My right. wife said this last year, loved it. We'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. And uh, reminder, it's not just a light show. It is a live performance with strolling light artists, magicians, bubble performers who help bring uh, the magic of Luminature to life. And you can step to the heart of America, or Africa, I should say, in the Twilight Savannah. Uh, we're going to be greeted by a 15-foot-tall glowing blue gorilla. Oh! So get your tickets today at PhiladelphiaZoo.org. But call number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. A pair of tickets are for you. We'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Wednesday, December 21st at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Including Adventure Aquarium, Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse, and Stephen Ear Jewelers. Want to be a part of the studio audience? Check WMMR.com for details. And don't forget to dress to, um, impress. Our judges will pick their favorite ugly sweater to score great prizes from Miller Lite. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Oh, it's a Christmas Miracle! 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks drive from Incubus Preston and Steve radio program. I don't know if Casey left and I don't know if oh, he's in the bathroom right. or what, uh, but right here. they didn't have any making poopies. Set up, so uh, I don't know. Were you making poopies? I was making poopies. You were? I was. Did you go to the new bathroom? I went to. No. It's I open was... now. Oh. Is it finished? I do. They have a sign up. Ignore it. Everything's working. There's yeah, Steve's been right using there. it for a while, but it's now officially. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it's I'm even raising, raising baby ducks in there now. Oh. Is it nice as yeah, yeah, yeah. the one down the hall? And the... No. 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 No, we were hoping it's nicer. for it is. It's nicer. We were hoping for an executive style, like at the end of the hallway. I like mm-hmm. the first floor one. 
All right, well, we got the music working now, so we can take a look at traffic. And Marissa's going to get that for us. So what's going on this morning, Marissa? 76 eastbound. We're slowing City Avenue to Spring Garden, westbound from Young to South Street. 95 southbound is slowing Cotman out to Bridge in King of Prussia, uh, King of Prussia Road in Delaware County. We have road construction, which is uh, slowing down both directions of King of Prussia Road, Upper Gulf Road to Croton Avenue. In East Falls, Midvale is closed between Henry and Fox Street. Back to 676 Vine Street Expressway is slowing westbound before the parkway. Ben Franklin Bridge is slowing from the upside to the downside. That's both directions westbound. In New Jersey, 676 is slowing before Martin Luther King Boulevard and 42 Freeway southbound between College Drive and the AC Expressway. The traffic report is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone, and that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you, Marissa. We have a new Daily Rush video for you to uh, feast your eyes upon, and the title of it is OBJ Gets Flexed On, <laughs> and uh, the tri- description says it's, <laughs> is it standard procedure to flex your muscles before throwing someone off a plane? <laughs> you can find out, and you can be the first to see the newest Daily Rush by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Um, it's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet, and you can learn more at Xfinity.com. So thanks to Kyle Mack for yes. adding together another one of those. We appreciate it. All right. Um, we have Bizarre File stories that we would like to share with you right now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right. We are going to start with this one. A tourist in Bali has survived a massive cliffside fall after attempting a somersault and falling off of it. Uh-oh. Ooh, ouch. Uh, the man had been posing for photos at the edge of the cliff before attempting <laughs> a flip and landing some 130 feet below. Police said a tour guide was okay. taking photos of the man at the popular tourist destination before his stunt backfired. Meh. Meh. Uh, local local media reported that emergency services were called but hindered by the dangerous terrain surrounding the cliff. And uh, the search and rescue uh, alert unit said operators attempted to rescue the man by boat but were blocked by waves. One rescuer was able to drop down from the cliffside and stretcher the man out. Uh, he was taken to the hospital, suffered serious leg injuries. I would imagine. Yeah, you can imagine 130 feet down doing a somersault off of As you can imagine. Uh, the incident came four days after an American tourist died while on holiday in Indonesia. A 35-year-old woman fell from the side of an infinity pool while trying to walk around another part of the structure. Uh, she fell from, like, it says 15 meters high. Wow. And landed in a pond below. Hotel staff and guests at the Sankara Suites and Villa immediately rushed, her, uh, rushed to her aid, but they couldn't revive her. And oh, she, she God. Died. Yeah, so you got to be careful. How's it going to matter? How's it going to matter? Uh, a As you can imagine. French court has ruled that companies can't fire their workers for failing to be sufficiently fun. They can't fire their workers for failing to be sufficiently fun? Yes. The ruling comes after a man, and he's referred to in the ruling as Mr. T. (laughs) Really? Yes. At Pity's a Fool. Was fired from the Paris consultancy firm Cubic Partners in 2015 for refusing to participate in work after work drinks and, and team building activities. Uh, according to the court documents, Mr. T joined the firm, which is an elite crack unit. Absolutely. Uh, in February. Uh, his name is Face. 
2011 <laughs> and was promoted to in 2014, but was fired a year later. And March, his name is Hannibal. March 2015 for professional incompetence, specifically his refusal to adhere to the company's fund values. <laughs> Cubic Partners also said that Mr. T uh, was difficult to work with and a poor listener as well. Mother, there is no other. Uh, according to the court, the company's fund values included regular obligatory social events that culminated in excess of alcoholism encouraged by colleagues and made very large quantities of alcohol available. As Did they get French benefits at that company? If we don't get French benefits, <laughs> as well as practices pushed by colleagues involving promiscuity, bullying, and incitement to various excesses, the courts. The highest in the French legal system, by the way, also outlined various humiliating and intrusive practices promoted by cubic partners, including simulations of sexual acts and mm. the obligation to share a bed with a colleague. Wow. This does sound like a fun place to work. That sounds pretty cool. In a judgment issued on November 9th, the court found that because Mr. T's lack of participation in the company's fund values and critical behavior were reasons cited for his dismissal, he had been wrongfully fired by Cubic Partners. Attention employees, don't forget that it's Friday. That means it's Hand Jobs Friday. Uh, Mr. T's demand of 461,000 euros, which is about $479,000, was previously rejected. Sure. Uh, but the recent ruling partially overturned this judgment, so he's going to get 3,000 euros, and they will examine Mr. T's demand for damages at a later stage. This uh, all seems incredibly weird. Yeah, yeah. So they fired him for not participating in the parties after work, essentially. <laughs> a St. Petersburg woman was arrested on Thanksgiving Day. Listen to this. After police say she endangered the lives of thousands of 5K runners. At around 8 a.m., officers spotted a white Range Rover speeding in a residential neighborhood at around 60 to 70 miles per hour. Police said the driver, 38-year-old Ashley Lauren Morgan, was headed toward a secured race course for the Thanksgiving Day 5K turkey trot, which had 3,000 people in attendance. According to authorities, the 5K was already starting with many people on the race course. And while under arrest, the defendant, and once they got her, by the way... Uh, she banged her head against the rear windows of the police cruiser, Jeez. attempted to exit as her handcuffs were being adjusted, was combative, and they had to use uh, mace uh, on two separate occasions in order to gain her compliance. An arrest affidavit said that the officers did not stop more. If they had not stopped her, she would have barreled through the intersection and killed a whole bunch of people yeah. if, she, if she would have been left to it. Uh, the department said officers later learned Morgan fled a crash where she had to hit a stop sign, leaving damage to her rear bumper. Was there booze involved? There was not. Several officers had to intervene to keep his driver from possibly, this driver from uh, uh, harming the runners. There was no indication of alcohol or drug influence or Mm. mental health issues at all. She just took off. Insane. The department said uh, she had eluded several officers, drove past barricades and lighted police cars onto the streets. Uh, being used for the race. Thanks to the quick response of the officers on the scene, they were able to stop her and avert what could have ended up being a tragic result. She was booked into the jail on uh, multiple charges. But, yeah, it was crazy, man. But they got her, thank God. All right, this is from a couple days ago, but I definitely wanted to bring it up. A Florida woman is suing the parent company of Velveeta's microwavable shells and cheese cups claiming that she would not have bought the product had she known that it would take longer to prepare than the three and a half minutes stated on the label of the box. 
Amanda, Amanda Ramirez has filed the class action lawsuit. Ramirez is the lead plaintiff in the lawsuit against Kraft Heinz Foods Company. For $100 million? It is seeking more than $5 million, oh, including statutory and punitive damages, plus interest and costs. How how inaccurate is she claiming the um, I don't know exactly. preparation time was? I don't know exactly was how much four time. four minutes? But according to the lawsuit, the statement on the bottom left-hand corner of the box claims the product is ready in three and a half minutes. And it's false and misleading because Lies. the product takes longer, Ramirez alleged. The directions on the back of the package detail four steps in preparing the macaroni and cheese. The lawsuit says that one of the steps, microwaving the food, takes three and a half minutes. The lawsuit did not state how long it took Ramirez overall to prepare the cups for consumption uh, she said she paid a premium price of $10.99. Wow. Uh, the suit claims that the $10.99 price is higher than similar products that are represented in a non-misleading way. So at this point, the Velveeta shells and cheese, it's already cooked. You're simply reheating it, right? No, you're, no. these you no, put the water I think you have water. Yeah. 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 Okay, all right. Yeah. Either way. So you're actually cooking it? Yeah. She's saying the, the, the prep time of, like, taking it out of the cupboard and taking the thing off and putting the water in it and all that equates to more than three and a half minutes. Maybe that's mm. what she means. I'm not really sure. But, but yeah, this is this is one of those where you actually cook it with the uh, the water in the pasta and then you add the cheese sauce. And you can do what I did kinds of a things. couple of months ago where I forgot to put the water in and I just chucked it in the microwave and uh, the, the smoke alarms are going off. <laughs> I didn't realize. Um, Caroline did it years ago, yeah. and I have a picture of it. It looks awesome, actually, <laughs> when it, it was done. It smelled great. Did it turn out black? Did oh, it yeah. burn all the way black? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it smells horrible. Yeah. Just absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you for now. We haven't done this all morning long. How about uh, a couple of passes to our Christmas miracle? Yeah! All right, so this event is coming up on the 21st of December at the Excite Center at Park's Casino in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. I'm going to take callers 16 and 17 at 215-263-WMMR. You have to be at least 21 years of age and available, available to join us that morning early. All right, you got to be there by 6 to get checked in. And you have to know about the President and Steve show. It, it will uh, absolutely serve you well if you do. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just kind of taking up space because uh, the contest is about our program. You can bring a friend with you if you like, uh, but only you will be eligible to be called up onto the podium. There are other prizes uh, throughout the morning that everybody can win, especially the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. So make sure that you do wear your ugly sweater. Uh, so we'll take calls 16, 17, 215, 263. WMMR, and you will be on board for that live broadcast. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Make sure you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Hey, Window Nation brings the best of the home show savings right into your home. You can get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit, plus pay no interest for 60 months. Go to windownation.com slash home show and use their free virtual visualizer to see how their window options will look on your home. But hurry, these once a year home show savings end soon. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay no interest for five full years. Call today, 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com slash home show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Nice. What the hell time is it? No. 
10.26. That's what time it is. The clock is in a new spot for me as I gaze my eyes in a direction. I've had them going for years now in a different spot, but we're figuring this out. Doing pretty good. A few bumps in the road, but it's all working out on this Tuesday morning, which, by the way, is a Tattoo Day. So if you have not done it yet, make sure you text the word Tattoo to 39333. We're going to be giving away our... $350 gift certificate, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. In a little while, you can check them out at floatingworldtattooandpiercing.com. And, of course, they're at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. You will want to check them out if you're looking for some ink friend. But we'll give away the freebies in a little while. Uh, we have something else to do, though, and something else to give away. It is with our lesson question and a pair of tickets to see uh, the winery dogs. And the winery dogs are going to be playing at the Keswick. Is that where they're going to be? Yes, on February 17th. Uh, so, and it's uh, Mike Portnoy and Billy Sheehan and uh, Richie Coates and some of the absolute best badass musicians. The question I have for you this morning <clears throat> is Gaslighting is the 2022 word of the year. Which phrase almost won by accident? 215263 <laughs> <laughs> WMMR Gaslighting is the 2022 word of the year, which uh, other words almost won by accident. 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, call right now because we want you to win. And while you are doing that, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we go today, Steve. What's up this morning? Well, she wrote and recorded All I Want for Christmas is You and Mariah Carey tells W. W Magazine that her love for the Yuletide season is 100% legit. Carrie says from the first second she sees colorful holiday lights, she knows in her heart she'll be making $3 million. Hey! 76-year-old Cher is gushing over her new relationship with 35-year-old boyfriend Alexander Edwards, saying the two actually give each other hickeys. Cher says even when Edwards goes home for the evening, he can still get hickeys from her because she gives him her teeth. Oh, my my God. And finally, according to a report, BTS member Jin will begin his mandatory enlistment in the South Korean Army in a few weeks. Jin says he will use the power of music to spread peace. And if, the, if that does not work, he will kill them. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's your Hollywood track. All right, let's see if we do indeed have someone who's paying close attention, knows the answer to this question. Gaslighting is the 2022 word of the year. Which words almost won by accident? We will go to Jay to see if he knows the answer. Hi there, Jay. Good morning. Yeah, Zooks. to you, sir. All right, Jay, tell me which phrase is almost won by accident for word of the year. Sub pump. Sub pump is correct. All right, hang on, Jay. Give you a pair of tickets to see Winery Dogs featuring Mike Portnoy, Billy Sheehan, and Richie Coatson, who are going to be playing February 17th. At the Keswick Theater. Actually, I think it's Kotzen is how you pronounce the question. Oh. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at keswicktheater.com. All right, let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, so yesterday we mentioned that Metallica had their first new single. We played a snippet for you. Pierre played the whole thing after uh, he got on the air. Uh, And they have unveiled the tour dates and the album name and all that stuff. So it's a major tour uh, for 23 and 24, dubbed M72, the band's 12th album, titled 72 Seasons. 
Drops on April 14th with the new single titled Lux Eterna, uh, translating from Latin to mean eternal light. Rolling Stone reported uh, by saying Metallica will play two nights in every city on tour with set list that won't repeat songs night to night. Mm. And various North American dates will see support from the reunited Pantera as well as uh, Mammoth WVH, Five Finger Death Punch, Ice Nine Kills, and Greta Van Fleet. And tickets will go on sale December 2nd. So when they announce that they're not going to play the same songs every both nights, people tend to purchase tickets for both shows. Yeah, they yeah. could, sure. But they could they would sell out regardless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James Hetfield said in a statement, 72 seasons, the first 18 years of our lives that form our true or false selves. Uh, so that's what that means. The concept that we were told who we are by our appearance. A possible pigeonholing around what kind of personality we are. I think the most interesting part of this is the continued study of those core beliefs and how it affects our perception of the world today. Uh, much of our adult experience is a reenactment or recreation, or I'm sorry, a reenactment or reaction to these childhood experiences. Prisoners of childhood or breaking free of those bondages we carry. What the hell are you talking about? Thank you. <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, they're going to be playing at uh, the MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, August 4th and the 6th. And we here at MMR are kicking off uh, 12 Days of Metallica. 12 Days of Metallica. Yeah, so listen at noon every day for your chance to win a pair of two-day tickets to the show at MetLife Stadium. That's pretty cool. Yep, so Pierre is going to have your chance at it starting today. Uh, show one will be Pantera and Mammoth WVH. And show number two will be Five Finger Death Punch and Ice Nine Kills. So you're getting to see yeah. five bands. That's pretty heavy duty. Uh, two separate nights. Uh, so pretty awesome. You can click concerts at WMMR.com uh, for complete details. But Pierre's got your shot at noon. Do not miss it. Uh, just a couple more quick things. Uh, last week, Alterbridge uh, guitarist uh, Mark Tremonti. Gifted a special needs fan with his guitar during a concert in Milan, Italy. Tremonti brought the young fan on stage. Uh, she held the guitar, waved and blew kisses as the crowd cheered. And he posted a video of the moment on his Instagram page and captioned it, I just have to share my one of my happiest moments on stage. I hope she loves the guitar as much as we loved giving it to her. Uh, thanks for an awesome night, Milan. So he kind of just called her out. That's very uh, cute. To the audience, and it just gave her the guitar. That's really, really cool. So I was happy to share that. Uh, and then one more quick thing. Uh, Peter Frampton has revealed a career-spanning documentary is in the works about him. Uh, Frampton, who just played his final farewell dates in Europe, published his memoir called Do You Feel Like I Do? back in 2020. Uh, has been forced to slowly quit the road upon discovering that he suffered from a degenerative muscle disease called inclusion body Myositis. How far along is that? In um, other words, so he can still play. Yeah, but obviously. I think it's getting harder for him. And he right. and he sits down now. But right. he's done. Actually, he's finished. Uh, it slowly weakens the body's muscles. He's now seventy-two. He shed light on the new project, Classic Rock, explaining uh, we're in the process of making a documentary. COVID messed with us. Obviously, we stopped, and now we're waiting for the final funding to be able to continue. Uh, there was a rush on music documentaries, and it kind of slowed down. Oh, impressed about a possible biopic uh, based on his memoir. He said, well, I haven't been approached to do a biopic. I think that story, I think it's a story that's been told before. 
Uh, but I might be wrong. If they ever do, I hope that Cameron Crowe would direct it. He knows me so well. Yeah, he was in Almost Famous. What scene Peter was Frampton. he in? Uh, the, the roadie scene where they're doing the gambling, they're playing the card game. Yeah, in fact, they're playing for, to send somebody on the yeah. road with Humble Pie. Yes. Which, which Peter Frampton was in. Right? Yes. And he's yeah. one of the, one of like the, um, he has a few speaking lines in that scene. Ah. Oh. Yeah. I was not aware of that. Awesome. Yeah, going through the, he's yeah. got the actual voice box <laughs> playing through it. All right, and there you go. That's the last story, and that is what I have in uh, music news for you. You want me to add something? Yeah, you? yeah. There was something else that you needed to add, and then it just, I forgot about it. Okay. Uh, here is a concert announcement. Is that yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> MMR Rocks, Def Leppard, and Motley Crue. Oh. Two shows. February 10th and 11th at the Mark G. Estes Arena at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. And Brent Porsche this week will have tickets, your chance to win them, for the Friday, February 10th concert. You know, as a huge Motley Crue fan, oh. Steve-O. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. And you can click Contests. At WMMR.com for another chance to win. So, again, uh, the shows are February 10th and 11th, and uh, they'll be at the uh, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. Def Leppard, Motley Crue together. That'll be really cool. Tickets go on sale this Friday at Ticketmaster, and then Brent Porsche will have a chance to win tickets uh, for the concert. So, get yourself set. And like I said, of course, you can go to WMMR.com for all the details about that. All right, uh, one last giveaway as we wrap up music news there. Uh, one last giveaway for our friends at uh, Luminature at the Philadelphia Zoo. And we can take caller number 19, 215-263-WMMR. And Luminature is this awesome display. It transforms the Philadelphia Zoo uh, from its daytime magic into a glimmering wonderland, taking guests on a journey, celebrating the wonder of wildlife and the beauty of our planet. It really is wonderful. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and you don't miss. Uh, you don't want to miss uh, Luminature, the holiday spectacular, and you can reserve your time and buy tickets now at PhiladelphiaZoo.org, that is. Or you can be the 19th caller right now, and we will have your chance to win those tickets. 215 this thing two one five two six three. It's number three, Casey. It keeps. It's still doing it. We're still doing it. Oh, that's cool. I need to show. We need to take a video of this. Yeah, let's call them in here. They can hear us. Uh, it's it's here, Marissa. Do it now. Let's see if get to the chopper. It probably won't work now. Yeah. Okay. So this is watch watch number three here. You ready? All right. We'll be back in a second. Oh no, we won't. <laughs> See that? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty weird. Huh? Yeah. It See, it, it, the third time it stops. All right, anyway, never mind. <laughs> See, and it went back up. Just it now. went back. I got to talk to Rodney. I haven't talked to him about that yet. One of these faders on the board, when I turn it down, it automatically shoots right back up. Mother effort. I know it's haunted. I'm going to shoot. It shot. All right, so we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second, wrap up the program when we return. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MMR Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, it is 1047 on uh, Tuesday morning, 
all in all, an educational morning uh, for us. I don't know about you, uh, but we are learning this uh, brand new system that we have uh, as far as operating all the uh, musical sound elements, uh, pretty much everything. And uh, I got I got to do a big applause to Casey. Yes. Yay. Yeah, 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 yeah. This has been Casey, a lot Casey, of work. he's our man. He's a lot of work. If and he can't do it, nobody literally oh, can. It. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, nobody in this room. Just uh, got to... You know, relearn some things. Yeah, it's it's it, it is all like you know we have the base language of Latin, right? And we're going to learn these other languages because we, you know. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's just relearning some things. All right. And, uh, you know, sorry for the hiccups this morning, guys. No, no they weren't that bad. Yeah. See, what happens is it, it used to be there would be separate breakout. So you'd have your one card player and you'd have separate things that could function independently. Mm-hmm. This is all integrated through one system. Uh, but we had uh, Joe Bonadonna Jr. here this morning. Uh, Rocking it. Helping us out and walking us through the whole thing. And uh, we couldn't do it without him and the entire IT department and, and uh, engineering. Rodney stopped by and a few people who I didn't know where they were, so who they are, the stopped by. Guys. Here's a Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. I met Lamar. Lamar. Reby, Tito. Yeah. Al. <laughs> Al. I was on standby. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're now an old pro at it. Oh, yeah. How did it go? Hell of a game. Hell of a game yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Uh, well, I'm going to take this moment to thank our Buttons. guest, Steve O. <laughs> yeah. Steve O is a great conversation. Uh, the Bucket List Tour is what he is on, and he's at the Keswick Theater tonight at 7 o'clock. He's, I can talk to him anytime. Yeah, man. yeah. if you're not doing some, anything or you know, even maybe change your plans because it's unlike anything you're going to see. Probably have seen at the Keswick Theater, too. The yeah. hardest thing about talking to Steve O is... My throat starts to hurt just <laughs> listening yeah. to him talk. He's so interesting. Like, he he is. He's lived a life, and, and he has oh. a lot of great stories, um, and uh, I really enjoy his perspective on stuff. Yep, agreed. Uh, and it was great talking to Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the first time we've Woo. ever spoke to Malcolm Jenkins. He was a hell of a nice guy. He very, very much was. Uh, the Fantasy Blitz is taking place tonight at Xfinity Live. He will be there. Other NFL players, I didn't find out exactly who. Uh, but they will be there, and oh. they're, they're doing fantasy football. I did see that uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson was supposed to be there tonight. Now, he has a lacerated kidney, so I don't know if oh. he is going to be uh, there. I but think, I did um, see... Uh, I think Connor Barwin's going to be there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, it benefits the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation. Uh, tickets are available, but uh, tmjf.org. So, that was cool. And thank you to Luminature for bringing by some food. Hey. And, uh, dropping off some stuff. They brought uh, chocolate cotton candy and what? popcorn. And uh, some holiday cookies and s'mores. Yeah, I didn't tell you till just now. Okay. I want to make sure that you earned your treat. Yeah. <laughs> then you did. <laughs> and you're did. a good boy. A good boy. Good boy. boy. Uh, we need to do Tattoos Day. Let's do that real quick and get our winner for this little thing that we do. I would like to congratulate Michael Doran of Newcastle, Delaware. Michael got a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And uh, you can check them out at 1729 South Street to go to com or check them out uh, on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos as well. So congratulations, Michael. We'd love to see uh, what you end up getting. Um, so, uh, Pierre, um, let's do the letter. I know you yes. got some stuff planned for today, but let's do this first. So here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. R as in rambunctious. All right, and we're on uh, letter number two, and we're giving away a Sony PlayStation 5 bundle. Now, this includes the games. It's just the games. 
Five of the top video games of the year. Gran Turismo, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, Last of Us Part Two, and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. Sony PlayStation's five's uh, top video games of the year makes a great gift this holiday season, and you can visit PlayStation.com for more information. Uh, I'd mentioned you've got some badass Metallica stuff going on over the next few days. That's amazing. And it starts today, right? Yes, yeah. today. Noon the first today. I heard of it was listening to music news. <laughs> uh, I so. think Eric said something like... Uh, Last yesterday, I was like, I hope Pierre knows what's going on. <laughs> I had no idea. So we'll make sure he does. Uh, but I'm usually the last to know what's going on in my own life uh, or my own program. <laughs> Very good. So it's good to know. Yeah. Thank you for telling me. So over the noon. air that I have uh, tickets for the Mighty Metallica. Yeah, August 4th and 6th. And it's two-day tickets. So, so you get to I'm go to giving both away both days. Yeah. Right? Hi. Yeah. All right. Cool. And uh, they're they're going to be supported on those days. The first show, Pantera and uh, Mammoth, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. Very cool. And uh, then show number two is Five Finger Death Punch and Ice Nine Kills. So, and they're not going to repeat any songs. Right. Um, um, uh, Metallica aren't. So. so we don't see any Philly dates at this point, right? No, no. this is the closest. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, though. Yeah. But there can't... are holes in the calendar, as Nick pointed out. Right. So it's conceivable. If we can't bring them here, let's send you there. Exactly. Uh, uh, we'll take that. Uh, workforce blocks today also of Boston and Sublime and STP and Double Shot Tuesday. Nice. I uh, would like to take this moment. Wow. Was that on <laughs> no, purpose? No. no. Okay. <laughs> so have you had any, uh, have you had a lot of trouble with it? No. He's We've not in it. I love the idea that the the gadget thing is going up and down on its own. Was that the yeah. 1053 bell? <laughs> on the land and on the sea, we shall never surrender. The, uh, what do you call those? The pot, the fader, the, yeah, 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 fader the gadget the thing. Yeah, yeah. You want to see us? Yeah. Here, hold on. Okay, so I'll turn down number three. Watch. Okay. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I turn it down, have, and it shoots right back up. Do you press that button to start things? Because we have a... Another button that we press to start things. No, I have uh, just this one right here. Number one is the one I hit uh, to start things. Everything. Okay. Yeah. Same okay. as you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, wow. But yeah, I've got this. We've got a we got a gremlin in the board. Well, just to be clear, in case we ever have to move, Preston, they have a fourth fader in there. They have a start mm. button, so they don't hit one, two, or three. Oh, they have a whole other. Oh, so button. you have a dedicated button for that? That's pretty. That's cool. what I yeah. thought you were showing. We used to have that. You don't have yeah. that. I don't have that. I, I bet you we could have it again. I'll yeah, we had the could. old Scott system. We had that one. Yep. Yeah, but we miss Scotty. We do have a bell, though. And we do. Yeah, yes. we do. Yeah. Thank God. Is that from Enid, even in the quietest moments? Yes. Yes, I thought Churchill's so. Churchill's famous. Yeah. I mean, for, they, they have the bell playing. A Fool's there. Overture, right? Fool's Overture. That's it. Yes, thank you. It's right. <laughs> we shall fight in the train. Wait a minute. things you find in the bathroom for 100. <laughs> Wait, is, that, oh, is he playing Pyramid or is he on Jeopardy? Yeah, it's Family Feud. It's Family Feud. Oh, all right, yeah. yeah. With your new host, Thank ladies you, and gentlemen. Winston Churchill. Yeah, Winston Churchill is now the host. <laughs> you members of Jackass playing against the Real Housewives of the Dan Oh, my God. Oh. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he takes her, If he just fills in for Steve. Right? Yeah, that'd be cool. He's yeah. not the full-time host. You right. know, he's yeah. the piece whatever. Steve's on vacation. I'm wearing a ghastly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this moment to thank our sponsor. Oh, thank you. Uh, the Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by... 
Uh, kids partners that plan kids need the care parents love. Also brought to you by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. And Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Uh, tomorrow on our program, it's a Wednesday. We'll do the Fox Good Day thing. We'll have a secret text word. Uh, Brian Johnson wow. of ACDC rescheduled. To make good. Joining us tomorrow morning. And we're also going to have, remember, Acme Markets kept collecting money for Camp Out for Hunger all the way through Thanksgiving. God bless them. And so they're going to call us in. Uh, they're going to get in touch with us for the final totals. So, uh, <laughs> I nice. can't wait. Yeah. So even more added to that uh, heap. It's wonderful. I want that bell every time I make a mistake. <laughs> we'll send it over. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 